Welcome, Golden Globies. New, new year. New year, same old song. We're going back to Mr. Wobato. I don't know if we did or not. I don't remember I'm what we... I'm pretty sure we did. Well, this, well, you know, I, I always wonder, why didn't Rolling Stones and Sticks tour together and call it the Sticks and Stones tour? Fucking Christ, that just writes itself. I know, That's yeah. Marketing I guess Rolling Stones were too big. They didn't want to have sticks in front of stones. Yeah, probably no. It. They could have like done a reverse headline thing. They do that nowadays. God, I can just imagine some guy who's like into sticks. Sticks is like the most limp dick. Like this movie, limp dick movie. Um, well, then it was music. a great lead-in for this movie. Yeah. Um, What's going on with our poor, poor, poor RoboCop? I mean, we had two that we did forever ago. Yeah, terrible too. Terrible too, and you know you expect a third one, maybe. To... It may, you know, this movie made me appreciate too. I, I know. I think you, we both had never seen this one because uh, two just turned me off to RoboCop. Period. I never watched the cartoon, the TV show. Apparently, it was some Canadian miniseries. I yeah, never watched right. any of it. A bunch of video games. I just said, in my world, RoboCop One is the only RoboCop that exists. We did yeah. go see. The reboot. Oh, my God. That was so bad. Yeah. Like, this movie, at least... I'm glad you brought that up, because this movie, at yeah, least... Yeah, and by the way, if we, we, we're we going to do RoboCop. We're just going to... We have to, the oh. first. And if we are... No, the first one. Oh, okay. But... We're gonna have to do the yeah, remake yeah, to do a compare and contrast. We did. A, we we do have that somewhere buried in our lore where we do yeah. the modern remake. And we only did it one. once with me- mechanic. That's by the right. way, I'm happy to f- f- see that. Justice has prevailed with Mechanic on our YouTube because at the beginning, Statham, Statham was blown out like 1,500 almost like in a few weeks. And then, the, but the, like the little mechanic that could. Yeah. Now, Bronson, the true mechanic, is at 1,500 as well while fucking Statham's just stalled out. Yeah. And Denny's reached out to us when that move, when we yeah. put that up there, Denny's immediately got us on the phone. And they were like, how much do we got We got to give you here? I remember that tie-in we had with our podcast. With oh, my God. Yeah, we had that tie-in. They wanted us to come in and do commercials. We said, no, <sighs> no we don't do commercials. We don't do video. We don't do video. We're just sexy voices. Just sexy voices sucking lozenges down by right. the dozen. Which I will be doing. Which you will be doing. Uh, by the way, good riddance to 2022. Shitty year for me. Shitty year for you? I'm glad it's over with. Yeah. Made no money. Lost some customers. It all sucked. I'm glad it's over. Lost a dog. It's all over for me. What's your plan to make 2023 better? Absolutely no plans. I don't have any plans in life. Are you excited that the Lions are actually in playoff hope going into week 18? Uh, No, I'm still waiting to get fucked. Yeah? And get fucked, as usual, by Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Right. So, no, I'm trepidatious. Right. I mean, if they do win, that would be a good start to if 2023. If they won, then I would believe in this team. Even after the big win? Even after a seven-week streak? No. Okay. It's a mental game, Griff. And I think if they lost Aaron Rodgers, it would, they would, cr- it would crush it. They'd be the same old Lions right back. Yeah. All the advances. And they've made leaps and bounds leaps in the second and half. Bounds, yeah. It would all go in the trash. Right. 
Even but, in the, RoboCop. RoboCop. So I like this. We brought up our hero, by the way, Detroit's hero, RoboCop. We still don't have the statue up. It is very made. It is waiting. I to thought be no, it was put up somewhere. Oh yeah, that's right. And we then they moved it, and we never heard where they moved it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Let be- us know, Detroit. Because this RoboCop does move as stiffly as a statue. Well, he always did. I mean, that was the one issue I had. I guess the one thing I will give the the reboot. Okay. He, he could move. He was. He could. Oh, agile. Stealth. I don't know what. Yeah, agile. Agility. Yeah, he actually had uh, points of articulation. Because, I mean, look, it was RoboCop. He was designed by Rob uh, Botten Boaten. I don't know. So the guy who, great special effects guy, the guy who did the howling, who did the thing. Amazing oh, guy. Yeah. Great design, by the way. RoboCop looks cool. You push him on his back, he's like a turtle. He can't do anything. And we get to see him go full turtle mode in this movie. Yeah. So that was the one drawback. So it still looks cool, I guess. But, and again, we're always saying, like, who cares if it. It doesn't work. If it looks cool, do it. So I, I can't shit on it too badly. It's just what they put them up against. Because when you have a stiff robot like that, it's like, you got to work with that. Instead, they're like, how about a katana-wielding fucking robot to counter him? Yeah. What fucking sense does that make? It's literally, I'm sorry to spoil this for everybody. No one gives a shit about this movie, though. We yeah. get to see a, a ninja robot, super agile, like modern RoboCop, Flipping, doing fucking cartwheels around The Japanese around always are better at robots. Than exactly. Yeah. I mean, they've been making sex robots for They're decades obsessed now. obsessed with robots. I don't get it. But. They want to put their dick in something automated, powered yeah. by fuel. It's, I don't know. That's it's why their true. fucking uh, birth rates are going down, because they want to fuck robots. They want to like, fuck robots. Just fuck a woman. Right? Yeah. They're working on the tentacle monsters, too, I hear. Yikes. Yikes. They got some things right, though, I'm going to say, about... Because this movie came out 30 years ago. Well, it shat on a shelf for two years. It, it shat on a shelf. It, 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 it did. It, it shat on a shelf, all right. I like that. Because the Orion, time. the movie company studio, went out of business because this was filmed in 91. In Atlanta, once again, not filmed in Detroit. There's yeah. plenty of abandoned buildings and abandoned factories. 1993 would have been ripe to film a movie in Detroit. The first two filmed in Dallas. I don't know why. That's not the big D. The big D is Detroit. Yes, it is. And this was Atlanta. And so it's 30 years ago. So now we're looking at it from our perspective of 2023, not 1993. And they got some things right, Griff, about the world we're living in right now. I guess a a fucking blind squirrel can find a nut, Mm. as they say. One, the dreaded opioid addiction. Yes, nailed it. We got some punk rock meth heads in this movie. You love Rotten punk rock teeth. villains. They're, they're the scariest. Punky rock people are the scariest. No, they're not. They're no. all a bunch of fucking suburban nerds with fucking, you know, fucking dyed hair. Especially. But I don't know why they were ever made villains. Right. They're not scary. Punk people aren't scary. Especially in the uh, 90s. early 90s. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that, was, that was like right before punk, like punk. I'm using like air quotes air on quotes, that punk. Yeah. Corporate punk got big. It was like 90. Wasn't it 94 when Dookie came out? Uh. It might have been 90. Yeah, I think 94 is when Dookie came out. So, yeah. Greatest punk fan of uh, ever. Yeah, they're the U2 of punk. They really are. And uh, so they got that right because everyone is uh, is a scourge when white people start dying of drugs. By right. The way. We, do, we do see it. While you're thinking about that, we do see a map of Detroit. Yeah. Uh, they don't really point out any other city, but, you know, if you are familiar with Detroit City, you know that. Detroit just, Rock City. 
in the middle of Detroit, we have another city called Hamtramck. City within the city, yeah. So we, they do actually have that detail in wow, there. Wow, they actually had a map that was accurate. That's good for them. Kind of, yeah. It was mostly accurate. Was the, the hideout in Hamtramck? No, it... For whatever reason, it zigzagged all over the place, and it cut through Hamtramck. Yeah. Well, as we learn in this movie, Detroit is connected by a huge series of air ducts. Which is very true. Much like the internet, it's a huge series of tubes. Right. Exactly. Like, we could put in a railway system. It's so fucking big. You know, we just park outside the city and walk through the the underground, uh, you know, duct system. Do those exist? Because you see them in movies, all these sewer systems that are like, Enormous. I know, elaborate. Ninja Turtles really fucked me up too. Yeah, and the Punisher, he lived in there too. Yeah, well, I didn't see that as a kid, but Ninja Turtles too. They find this glorious fucking hideout layer, chandeliers and shit, just, just underground. Yeah. And so I grew up thinking that's what's under the ground, under the streets. Pure water. Yeah, a couple rats, couple right, rats, just a couple. And they're well-fed rats. They're not mean. Yeah, just boil the water and you're fine. What do you need to boil it? Just drink it. <laughs> just flowing. Like we learned that in when uh, the, the criminally underrated Return of the Street Fighter episode, when you just hide out in the sewer, it was this fresh, pure spring right. water just coming right. in the sewers. And of course, if you have uh, horrible wounds across your body, just spew fucking <laughs> wine on your body. <laughs> it's got to come from your mouth. Yeah. you got to spit this it on facts. your wounds. Yes, these are facts. Well, they also got right, Griff. Tell me. Is the gender neutrality. Because there's a character in this movie. Griff and I, for the life of us, didn't know boy, girl, nope. creature. What is this thing? <laughs> <laughs> and we still are not sure. I looked it up. It was played by a female person. But I don't in the movie it's 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 like the pronouns are all over the place. Yeah. He, she, they, they got it right. I mean, they probably didn't, but at the same time, it is interesting because Murray messaged me. He's like, "What is, is this a boy or a girl? I can't tell. I heard somebody just call her a boy, but then somebody else called her a girl. Yeah. And I swear. She hadn't decided yet. It's 2023 logic. <laughs> she didn't know how to identify herself. Right. I, I don't know. It's crazy. Uh. It's crazy. So you, they got that right. And the most important thing they got right. The evil scourge of gentrification. This is what our Illiches are doing. This is what uh, the other guy from Cleveland or whatever, the Ohio guy. I don't remember his name. It's not coming to me right now. Joe Cleveland. Joe Cleveland, of course. So, you know, it's just a two-horse race in Detroit. We can't have oh, anything. Oh, you're talking about uh, Dan Gilbert. Gilbert, thank yeah, you. He had, I knew it was he a, had a stroke, so he's kind of. Oh, he's going to bow out a little bit. Yeah. It's just a little Caesar's town now. Yeah. Because all they do is put up fucking parking lots. Yep, parking is still expensive as hell. Yep. Uh, that's, you know, that's, that's the one. That was the one good thing about living in a dead city like Detroit was when I was coming up. You can just park wherever you want. You can just do whatever you want. Yeah, last time I went down there, I got a fucking fifty dollar ticket for parking. Yeah, fucking bullshit. Bullshit for parking in a bike lane with everybody else. Yeah, hundred. Like, we ride a fucking bike in the middle of the night in Detroit. Yeah, not even a drug like, dealer. Not probably. even like a residential area either. Uh, it was like a there was like a museum or something over by there or whatever. It was it really was. fifty bucks. You couldn't just be. It wouldn't be like because sometimes it'd be like ten bucks if you pay within twenty four hours. It was yeah, fifty bucks. I think bucks. it was. I think it was thirty because I paid it on time or something. Okay. But still, yeah, it, it's, it's fucking bullshit. It, it's I bullshit. Think that, that's like I said. There was some good things about living in a dead city, and that was one of them. <laughs> so but gen- gentrification, which is basically. Suburban white kids who are, 
are always the most thing the most they covet the most is street cred. Yes. So they want to live in a quote unquote shabby area, urban area for yeah. a while, so they can say, "Boy, when I was fucking twenty, living in the heart of Detroit, yep. what? Huh? Yeah, I had a loft in the, in the middle of Detroit. Yeah, I'm Woodward. Never went anywhere near any of the neighborhoods, right? Because I'm terrified. Yep, Woodward, but, yeah. right next to the Q line. I got my. They suburbs. put in a whole. Foods. And then, then son, daughter, genderless person. I immediately moved back to the suburbs when I had you because I'm not putting you in Detroit public schools. Right. Because I'm kind of racist <laughs> and we, I'm classist because I'm a rich suburban white douche. We don't just want like my parents. Our tax money actually going to Detroit schools that might actually improve them. I don't. <sighs> I I mean they got that right. Of course they got the fact that. Outsiders are investing in real estate. Isn't that? But isn't that really when you think about it? The the one united unifying theme of the RoboCop series gentrification because they're always trying to get Delta City happening. Yes, which Del- is replacing Detroit. Right. They want to get. Which rid is of funny your- because um, you think that's ridiculous. Why would you rename Detroit? But. There is that kind of mentality. Cause I live in Pontiac, which is like a smaller version of Detroit, and they don't like they would. What they would do is they don't want any association with the word Pontiac. So, like, I, I think I told you on one episode where we had the Pontiac Mall, and then yep. it became the Summit Place. Yes, Mall we did talk about in the eighties. And they're also our one Catholic school we have, which is right down the road from where I live. It was always Pontiac Notre Dame. Now it's just Notre Dame. They don't have really? any association with Pontiac. Yeah, it, the name does have a, a yeah, negative connotation yeah, to it, it does, so it yeah. makes sense. So that's real. I mean, I mean, would they would want to rename Detroit? I can see that happening. Right, Delta City. Um, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I said it. You did say. It. I don't know what else to talk about with RoboCop. I mean, <sighs> RoboCop won. It was a huge disappointment. Peter Weller. Uh, we're, I'm going on. We don't do research. Unless you consider looking at IMDb trivia. It's research. So I'll give you some research. Peter Weller apparently wanted to do this movie. But he was doing the William Burroughs Naked Lunch movie, which he wanted to do way more. That was a good movie. I like that movie. So it was a conflict. He couldn't do it. Yeah. So they so let, I don't believe this for at all because it is IMDb. Duty Michael Dudikoff was no. offered the role and no. he turned it down because his mentor was Peter Weller and he was like I can't betray my mentor Peter that makes Weller. No fucking sense at all. No. I've got this other conflict of interest. No, I don't want you to get a five hundred thousand dollars check to go do this shit movie because look. Michael Dudikoff, he's huge in our world, but yeah. in the real world, nobody gives a fuck about Michael Dudikoff. So they I'm went a step below him and got this random guy, guy. who just fit in the suit. Literally, right. he got the job because he fit in the RoboCop suit. Right. And they immediately were like, people are going to notice Peter Weller's not in this movie. We got to throw dirt on his face. <laughs> Gave him blackface. Well, yeah. <laughs> they, well, he's the only blackface in this movie <laughs> because, yeah, one thing I was like, I'm watching this movie. I'm... You know, I'm 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 a Detroit Jason. I know I did not grow up in Detroit proper. I grew up in the Detroit area, though. Yeah, and I'm well aware it's a black city. It's a predominantly black city. We know it's a black city because all the Republicans were coming after it after the 2020 vote and saying that no black people voted this time. They can't vote. They voted the wrong way, and that's why we had like a big uh, to do in uh, uh, during that election. Yeah, yeah. So. There's not one black face Bertha. in this movie. Yes, there's one black cop who's the same guy who's with another continuity. He's the yep. same cop who's in every RoboCop movie. Same sergeant. Yep. 
The one black uh, 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 business guy who's in everyone, I like that. They brought him back. Mm-hmm. And then there's one rebel who's fighting for Cadillac Heights, this made-up neighborhood in Detroit. And I'm like... Does Cadillac what? work? We make Cadillacs in Detroit? No. I mean, I mean, Cadillac, yeah, is a Michigan. I, I thought it was... But, a, I thought yeah. they, was it made in Cadillac? I don't know. I wouldn't imagine it being Cadillac. Is it Cadillac kind of far up? Yeah, it is. So I, I don't know, but yeah, Cadillac. I'm sure they're not made now in Detroit, but yeah, right. Cadillacs were made in Detroit at one time. All cars were American cars were made in Detroit, right? So I guess it makes some sense. Yeah, well, it's just yeah, I get it. It's just a tie-in because we're the Motor City. I don't have yeah. a problem. But with it that. is not a city. no. It's not, there's not no. It's not a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, wait, we're like. And it was fucking filmed in Atlanta, another predominantly black city. It's like we can't get any black extras. It's all white people. All old white people. You notice it, too? It was all yeah. middle-aged. They look like auto workers. I'll give them that. Yeah, okay. They were kind of blue-collar-looking <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, all right. But I'm like, Point you, there. you can't do that? You can't get that right? Like, yeah. are you so scared that you're like, oh, my God, we don't want black people to seem like they're criminals or anything, so we have to hire all white people? Because, uh, once again... There were all the villains were fucking punk rock people. Yeah, which no, they live in the suburbs. They come to Detroit for the shows and then they get the fuck out. Right. Uh, I just don't like that. I mean, Detroit has very specific. I imagine a lot of places do, but Michigan specifically has Better Made, has Fago. We have all these things that could help you at least set the illusion that you're in Detroit, and they do not take that effort. Made up gas stations, made up this, made up that. It's like you could have done these little things to try to you make it. You could have filmed it. in Detroit for fuck's sake. Or you could have fucking filmed it in Detroit. There's so many abandoned factories, no spark factories, all this. But yeah, tax breaks. I mean, too bad when we were we had that for that like five or six years when we had a tax break in Michigan and Hollywood was all over the place here. They didn't. They should have done the remake then yeah. in Detroit. The, I mean, at least that movie just moved RoboCop to the suburbs. They went straight out to the suburbs. We filmed it in a McMansion and everything. The family had Red Wings season tickets, so you know they had fucking money. I fucking hate that movie. I don't even remember. It, I'm so. excited to watch it again with these eyes <laughs> and hate well, it again. It's going to be down the road, so don't worry about it. It'll be a while. If we right. Do that. We're not doing Robocop back to back. Right. Oh, yeah. We got well, other great shit planned. We got guests galore coming guests up. Guests galore. We got an old favorite I'm talking with. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I, I just, I remembered we did something. We opened Conan, and for whatever reason, I wanted to do my goal introduction, and we talked about the soccer players we knew, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pele. We cursed you. We didn't bring up Barbara Walters, though. So We did not bring up Barbara Walters. Babs. Look, I'm. this whole couple weeks has been discombobulating. I mean, I'll let you in on the secret. We actually recorded the Star Wars episode after the Conan episode. Yeah. We did Conan a couple weeks ago because we had to make up for that awful fucking Caligula episode that's never going to come out. Never. And so I'm all like, I don't know what fucking day it is anymore. Like, we've all been like, we're, like what for, What podcast records not only on Christmas Day, but New Year's Day? Only us. Oh, only yeah, we come to work on the holidays. That's right. Well, the roads are super clear, aren't they? Yeah, we're, as we're talking, it's like 50 degrees right now. It was, the last time we recorded, it was fucking Freezy. brutal. Yeah. It's going to be 65 in two days. So all the fucking sandal and cargo shorts guys are fucking can't wait for that day. And yeah, then the right. next time we record, it's going to be like 30 again. Yeah. It, no, cl- climate change, it's bullshit, people. It's made up by the lips. <laughs> well, you know what's not made up by the lips? 
this terrible fucking movie. Yeah, and it's about time. I guess we have to get to it. I don't yeah. want to, but we promised somebody. All right. Here it is. Detroit Zone Hero. We didn't ask for him, but they gave him to us. <laughs> It's motherfucking. Well, we liked it when they initially gave them to oh, us. Oh, yeah. RoboCop 1 is fucking amazing. And That's why this is so heartbreaking. In three fucking movies, they destroyed a franchise. Absolutely. At least fucking like Nightmare on Elm Street rebounded with the third movie. And I still think the second movie's not terrible. Go listen to it. We covered it. That's right. We did a Mermadden breakdown, which you can only find on YouTube. Ooh. I actually did some visuals. That entice you because I told. What did I tell you, Griff? I said by the end of the year. I want 700,000 views on YouTube, and we made it. Whew. We just made it. So I want I want a million for our, bar, for our by the time our birthday, which is two and a half months from now. Two we need a, a million. And you guys, listen. if you're listening on YouTube, you can help us. Because we don't do this. You know how every YouTube video constantly hammers uh, fucking subscribe, notifications, likes. We're just going to do it this one time. Just and then you're one. never going to hear about it until we get that million in March. That's right. If you're listening to this, subscribe. Push the bell, which I th- is the bell notification, right? The bell's the notification. And then please give a like. And then, get, you know why? Because the court, I think that helps with the algorithm. It helps with the and algorithm. And I guess it's out there. And then, you know, the, the, mo- the most important thing is it motivates Griff to actually put shit on fucking YouTube. Because he uh, hates doing that. I don't know if that motivates me to do it. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I, it is, you had no, nothing else does. But anyway, uh, let's get to this trailer for RoboCop 3. state-of-the-art in law enforcement technology. You called for backup? But the system thinks he's become too independent. He disobeyed a direct order. I want to know why. His friend was in trouble and he made a judgment call. Too unpredictable. They're saying he's gone underground. Oh, there goes our PR budget. Too human. We have a warrant out for the arrest of RoboCop. Now, the system's out to get him. Because he's fighting for the people. Stay here! Fight for your home! If you want to get in there, you're going to have to shoot through us. I don't have a huge problem with that. All right, Mr. Robocop. Come and get me. I must not endear your vehicle for police use. What is your problem, sucker? I mean, officer? I hope you are insured. I thought your damn ninja was supposed to take care of Robocop for me. You are under arrest for assaulting an officer. And destruction of police property. You may want to call the fire department. What, you gone war, wacky? I think I'm in love. He's taking the future. What? And giving it back to the people. Robocop 3. How may I help you, officer? By resisting arrest. Imagine an end of crime, an end of poverty, two million good jobs waiting to be filled. Sounds like a dream, doesn't it? Delta City for our children. Perfect. I mean, this is like capitalism 101. You pay the billionaire to come in and give you jobs that, of course, they just cut 
ties on and don't give you enough hours to give you like benefits or anything like that. Got it's the kind of jobs they're going to bring in. Well, like all those great uh, casino jobs that we have in Detroit, once we got the casinos, they were telling us those great jobs. That's right. Great jobs. We're not going to pay for benefits. We're only going to give you 32 hours, so we can't, you know. It's great. All right. So, yes, I think like I think all the movies start that way, RoboCop movies, with some kind of Delta City OCP. OCP? OCP. Uh, Omnicorp. Right. Omnicorp. Yeah, it was OCP. Yeah. For a minute there, I was like, is it OMP? No, it's OCP. OCP. Yeah, you know. You down with OCP? I'm definitely down with yeah, OCP. Yeah, you know me. That's right. All right, so this is where we meet our golem gremlin creature, Nico. 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 Anybody seen Richie? That's a perfect uh, uh, gender neutral name, too. Uh, apparently. I thought it was a boy's name, but apparently it's a gender neutral name now. No. I, I had friends uh, who were called Nico that were females. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we meet this little gremlin-like child. Who, I mean, that's the thing. The kid's not cute, so you, that's why we're also like, is it a boy or is it a girl? I don't know. Long hair. Scraggly. Scraggly long hair. long hair. Working the old calculus on the speaking spell. Right. So, of course, as we know, women do not like STEM type, you know, academics. So I've heard from many women that they were inspired to go into the sciences and math because of this movie. This movie. Interesting. Because they... And I've heard from boys, too, because they both didn't know if Nico was. That's right. This is the most inspiring character of any RoboCop. (laughs) So, okay, bravo. Maybe Nico has both genitals. We don't know. We're not looking. This is true. Very underage. We did not look. (laughs) Of course not. They didn't show. We didn't ask. (laughs) So... Working... He's got a little... She... They've got a little Fisher it's Price. It's got a thing. I'm sorry. We're confusing this again because every character in this movie also confuses it. We literally have characters call him her and he. Yeah. So our confusion <laughs> is this movie's confusion, all right? Right. I also want to point out, as we'll go along, there's tons of familiar TV faces in this movie. There's a lot of familiar faces. No stars, really, per yeah. se. But I'll point them out as we go you along. You know what? There was a couple things I wanted to talk about at the top, and I completely forgot them. One of them, I watched a few different, because Twilight Zone will do like a 24-hour thing over the antenna. Yeah. One of the episodes I watched, I said, I recognize that voice, Charles Bronson. Yeah. Yeah. Great in that. He babyface. I've never seen babyface Charles Bronson like mean, in a movie. Did, he didn't have a mustache. We mean yeah, babyface. No, he didn't look like a fifty-eight-year-old man. Okay, he just looked like a fifty-two-year-old man. Yeah. Well, he didn't have the mustache, and then his uh, his skin actually looked smooth. It might have been the black and white effect, though. It probably was. Uh, and then a second episode comes on. Kayla's like, "Oh, this is my favorite episode," and I was like, "The one with Shatner." Shit, I recognize that voice too. It's like that's fucking Telly Savalas. Oh, Talky Tina. Yes. It scared the hell out of me when I was little. Yeah, that yeah. Kayla's like I have so many nightmares about this episode. Yeah, that was a good one. To think that we used to be able to do that kind of media back in the day. Yeah. Like just easy, simple stories that were creepy as fuck. But the star power they had on fucking Twilight Zone. Yeah, well, a lot of up and coming stars. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So good. <laughs> we're just talking. Excuse us for talking about something better than RoboCop Three. Well, we do this every time we do a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Like we talk about things that are much more enjoyable. Right. So Nico is working on the calculus on the old speaking spell. Oh, uh, it is. As they're watching this bullshit infomercial from OCP. It's supposed to be a sophisticated laptop with a bunch of different auxiliary yeah. auxiliary ports and everything. Because we see this kid hack the planet. But yeah, he, he's just going through trig homework right now. It's got yeah. like fucking detailed graphics and pickle pixel art. 
pickle art. Pickle, pickle art. Rick art. <laughs> pickle Rick art. And then the news comes on, and we're hearing that a Japanese, this was another thing that, especially in 80s Detroit, we were sweating about Japanese coming over and taking over. Oh, yeah. And they bought out Omnicore because these white guys, these guy gins, they can't fucking run a fucking uh, corporation for to save their lives. Wasn't that the plot of Kinjete? Was Japanese people buying up land? That was and... Japanese buying children for sex. Oh, it was just so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought they were doing both. And so Detroit is like a war zone because they want, for some reason, they have to have Cadillac Heights, this one strip of land for their new factory. I don't know what the fuck it was for. They needed to, they needed to put Whole Foods in Detroit. Right. So they're like, we got to get this fucking uh, Dan Snyder guy elected. Was it Dan Snyder and Dan Flint? Snyder. Yeah. We got to get him elected. So we Rick can go- Snyder. Was Rick Snyder, yeah. yeah. So we can go at, maybe we have to Who, say- by the way, has not seen any punishment for poisoning a whole city. Yeah. Nope. Him in yeah. his office. He got slapped on the wrist. They got all the records. They did the dumb thing, and they put it in every email. Like, yeah, we want to save a shit ton of money, so we do not care what water they drink. Get the but, Flint River that's been poisoned from, from fucking auto fucking factories. And, <laughs> of irony. course, they had to give the contract to inspect it to a third-party company who said, right. you can't do this. It's going to poison people. And they were like, cool. But they're the right people. We want to poison. We're going to go ahead and you buy think they were trying to gentrify Flint? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. They Why didn't Kanamitsuyo, whatever this guy's name is, why didn't he think of that? Why didn't he think of that? I, I maybe Instead, that's... he said a ninja bot. He said, well, he said it later. All anyway. right, so we got these new, because remember, in RoboCop, the police has been uh, privatized. So Omnicore owns the police, and they got a new set of police calls. And then they, they probably workshop, they probably... Uh, like, what's the name for some brutal, lethal killers yes. that will not scare people? We'll call them rehab cops. I think this is a good move, though. I like this as, like, building up a new police force. Because think about what we're doing nowadays. We're saying, of course, the Republicans took this a long way. But we're saying, you know, we need to stop funding the police as much and start taking some off their plate and give them to, you know, professionals who could deal with mental health issues. So we can't defund the police if we do it with privatized police. Exactly. Okay. Which is, of course, the conservatives' favorite thing. Okay. And not only, uh, and who do you trust more than a fucking guy with a British accent? Beautiful white hair. You know, they probably were confused. They saw this man. They're like, you know, he reminds me of what's his name from A Team. George Papard. He's probably got so many good plants. He's going to come in he here. He loves it when a plan comes together. He's going to bring the plans together. You know, he's already got this one great Well, plan. everything sounds smarter when he's using a British accent. Right. And he's got a great uniform. Crisp. Tight. Paul McDaggett. Daggett. So, Nico, he's, he, she, it, they, them, <laughs> sees through this. Because she, she, he, the, them isn't the genius. <laughs> so... He's like, I don't believe this shit, Dad. And Dad's like, Ooh. Dad's just an auto worker. He's just like, I don't know, Nick. Yeah. You know, time for bed. Yep. Uh, and Nico got has lots of questions. Is Detroit really a war zone? Are we going to lose our home? No, not yet. And then not. as soon as he says, a wrecking ball goes right in the middle that. of the night. I love that. I was like, I think I'm going to like RoboCop 3 when that happens. Are we in a war zone? Crash through the wall. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down. And then we zoom in on a thing that says eviction. Like, the dad knew, but he was this bullshit little Nico. Yeah. 
And they're thrown out of their house. They're putting people on buses. They're getting them the fuck out of Cadillac. We Heights. see the buses read rehab, rehabilitation center, or whatever, whatever this new force is. They're trying to load people up on buses and take them out of Cadillac Heights. Uh, take them probably where I live, you know, because they're like, just move to another black city. Yep. These white people. Yep. So this is where we meet our one black rebel, as Griff called her, a rebellious hobo woman. <laughs> Eartha. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> I don't know her name, but she always plays like I think she's on like a Law and Order, but she always plays like when they don't have a black male guy yelling at our people, she's the black oh. female that's yelling at our hero. You know, like you know, you're you're out of line. Yeah, right, right. She's got that authoritative voice, right? And she is the leader of the rebels, and she rebels by pulling out a bomb. Hmm. And she places it on like I think one of those like SWAT tanks or some shit or something like that. Right. We see her. She's trying to get a megaphone. She's trying to t- tell everybody to fucking listen up. You know, they're not. They're playing the Patty Smith song. People have the power. They're just yep. like, come on. So she plants the bomb, causes a big stir. You know, tries to get people to rile up with her and everything. But no, everyone just—they're all lemmings, so they all just get on the bus. Uh, and we see in the fury of all these people being loaded up on the bus. Including Nico's parents. Yeah, including Nico's parents. There's a big scene. They're yelling, Nico, Nico. Anybody see Nico? Anybody? They, them. Where is they, them? Uh, And so Nico gets just left behind. That'll be the remake of of them, will be they, them. That'd be good. King Diamond? They live. They, them live. They, them live. (laughs) So, yeah, Nico! Nico stumbles upon Bertha. Bertha sees this child, this creature, this thing. He's like, child of indiscriminate gender, come here. Yeah. And like, like the little rat creature that she is, she scurries over. They throw her in a van, which you never want to see a kid get pulled into a van, first right. of all. And you recognize the person driving the van. He's in everything. Yeah, he's in everything. I don't remember his name. And we see another one person you recognize, Koontz. That's Steven Root, who always... That's who I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the bald guy. No, but you're right. Steven Root is in everything. He's actually... He, he specializes in playing sleazy kind of... He's great in the show Barry with uh, yes, Bill Hader. he's really good in that, yeah. yeah. I've so, seen the first season. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we see him. Oh, I recognize that guy. Yeah. So, yeah, they take pity upon little Nico. And it just so happens they were on the way to a super secret mission. So they're just like, yeah, we're not j- going to drop this kid yeah. off. We'll just bring They're going to rob a police armory. Yeah. So they show up. And an old favorite, if you're a Robocop fan, you remember the Ed 209. I like this because I like that they had the old stop motion still. Yeah. Old school. I think that was some of the stuff I liked about Robocop, too. I liked all the commercials. I thought they were great. And then uh, the stop... Uh, Animation, stop motion. motion, animation, all that shit. Fucking great. Can we point out that the issue I think we both have with this movie, one, is PG-13. Okay. And they made it that way because at the time the fucking RoboCop cartoon was out in the video game, so they wanted to have a kiddie movie. And the director himself, who we should have known better because he was involved with that horrible Predator 2018. He was one of the co-writers with Shane Black because I guess they're buddies. Yeah, okay. The guy also directed, I hate to say it, Mike, Monster Squad. I guess maybe he had one good movie in. I was gonna say, Mon Squad is a very fun movie if you're a child. So I don't know. I could. I'm just. I'm just saying right now. I couldn't enjoy it now. I've. I'm, I've. It's. I've passed my my time of seeing. Yeah. Like, I it watched was, it, it was, as an adult for the first time. You are like you are mentally like a child. So. And it was enjoyable. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, with Shane Black, I think was also involved with. It. I think he wrote it. 
Yeah. But uh, so yeah, it's it's it, and obviously it had very low budget, and it showed. It felt like a fucking TV movie, and it, it didn't help when we have all these TV actors in the movie. So I was just like, oh, and God, I, last fucking week, <laughs> two weeks ago for us, but last week for you. We, I was raving about the amazing soundtrack of Conan by Basil Polidaris. He did the fuck. I was, I I was shocked because I was like, this fucking soundtrack is ass. I hate this fucking soundtrack. I mean, that's and you know a soundtrack's bad when you notice it. When you yeah. really notice it, yep. Because you either love it or you're like, it's just in the background, like it should be. Right. But this one, I was like, it, it, it made me grind my teeth. And I, I tried to find out he fucking did it. I was like, he, they must have just given him like pennies and said, yeah. do something. He didn't even write new material. This is probably like some of his throwaway material that he, he did. 3 a.m., drunk as shit. Right. He just, fuck, yeah, because he, they probably weren't paying him. So he's like, I'm going to give him the, some shit up, you know. Yeah, like, some uh, real experimental shit that I don't even like, you know. <laughs> right. Here, let's see if it catches on. Because he did the first movie. And the first movie, had everyone, like the theme song to RoboCop's good. Dun, 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 dun. That's good. The re- but no, oh no! You said it though. This movie's cheap, so instead of buying an, you know, hiring an adult hacker, what they went with was a child, so they didn't have to pay him as much. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. But also, I think like you, like we were saying, they're going the child movie route, so it's like kids oh, will relate. Yes. That's probably why she's genderless. Like boys and girls will relate to this creature. Hundred percent. I think yeah. we're really onto it here. We should. <laughs> we're terrible at marketing our own podcast, but fuck, are we good at figuring out what marketing's about? Right. We. Sn- Snip this shit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just it just bummed me out. Like, cause like, like, I, I get that the first movie was a satire. Obviously, it was. We get that, but at the same time, it had the violence was so gratuitous. It made it great, and this the it was it was this it had such a like comedy like I don't know lighthearted theme. I guess I yeah. would say that it bothered me because there was a grittiness to the first one. You had those great villains, the dude from that '70s show and Ray Wise, and I mean, come uh, on. it's like a lot of movies take that route though, where it's like they do the one gritty and then they can't do. I mean, well, Rocky because they got to get more money. But yeah. yeah, it's like Rambo. It went from being a gritty movie to being like a hyper violent movie, and it's like that's not what the vibe was. We just switched it because Broham. You know, let's get some money. Let's have them shoot fire arrows and shit. And we're nine years or, you know, nine movies into the installment, and they never go back to doing gritty. It's just violent, violent, violence, you know? I mean, like, it sucks, but this is this is what we do. Yeah. Like you said, they sold fucking video games. They sold toys. I had a little Robocop toy as a kid. Yeah, and the problem with uh, the video game was it – the movie we said, like we said in the beginning, the movie sat on the shelf for two years. The video game didn't, so it came out in '91, and it gave away a lot of plot points, which I'm sure was just he fights a fucking ninja bot. That was yeah. the plot point. I wish the game ended and said, "Go watch the movie to see how the story." <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a very canon thing to do. But <laughs> <laughs> you imagine playing? I could see Nintendo doing that. I would. How furious you would be? Nintendo. It would be whatever the guys who made the game would do, but I yeah. Think, I think the RoboCop three was a Nintendo game, though. Yeah. So all right, getting back, they they so they find an Ed two thousand and twenty nine two hundred nine, and they're like, oh my, because he's like, freeze, you must, you know, I will destroy you if you do not leave the premises yeah. in thirty seconds. This robot practices a patience that the police do not understand today. Right. I am standing my ground. It did say that. I will give you the count of four thousand. I am feeling threatened. I'm feeling. <laughs> it's a little Nico just runs Scurry. after. Scurry, he scurries. Oh my god, Ed two hundred nine. Pulls out a little traveling speaking spell. Oh, God. 
taps in immediately. He's got all these ports to hack in. He knows exactly where, <laughs> yes. like, the jack port on the Ed 209 is. It's right it, on the foot, thankfully. The Achilles, yes. the weaknesses of everybody, and robots. Yes. And Ed 209s are just giant bipedal robots. The Achilles robots. heel, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Ed Achilles. Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah, I said Achilles. <laughs> and there's like four, three... I took over. He's as gentle as a pussycat. <laughs> Loyal as a puppy, but yeah, gentle as a pussycat. <laughs> that's, my Cats and dogs. that's my favorite Muhammad Ali phrase. I'm going to say gentle as, loyal as a puppy dog and gentle as a pussycat. <laughs> everyone understood that over your laughing. For sure. <laughs> they, they, everyone knows Muhammad Ali's most famous quote. That's right. So the real cops show up. I mean, a, it's a police they, armory. They get into the armory first. Actually, I, I take that back. They were security because they actually said security. They were, they were not the real cops. Yeah, no, they're mall cops. They're not even rehab cops. Right. So this is like an abandoned police headquarter type situation here. No, it's a police armory. It's where they keep oh, all the armory. weaponry. But it wasn't abandoned. No. Oh, I thought it was abandoned. Okay. Why would they have an Ed 209 there if it was abandoned? Uh, because why, it wasn't, didn't seem to be manned at all. Like, because they didn't need to. They, had an Ed they didn't know that they were going to have a he, she, hacker coming But why in. only one Ed 209 at one entrance? Because that's all you need. That's all you need. So they break in. They're stealing a bunch of guns. Of course, uh, Bertha notices. Uh, female resistance hobo realizes <laughs> that looks expensive as fuck. Yeah, just we don't even know what it is. It's just a, an object. It looks like a futuristic backpack. You know, right. store some lunchables in it or something like so, that. So yeah, you know, we got to take. Water. We can get some. We, if it doesn't work, we get some money off it at least. So they take that. The Ed Two Hundred Nine fucking destroys. Doesn't kill anybody because it's a PG thirteen movie. Right. Just destroys the cop cars. Right. Security they, cop cars. They pulled up and said, "We're standing on ground," and immediately start firing at right. the child first, and of course Bertha because she's a person of color. And then they just leave the Ed behind. That's the last we ever see of Ed 209. Bye, they just Ed. wanted to, th- hey, remember this? Remember when this from the cool mo- version of Robocop? Oh, right. They bust out the stop motion and everything for it. And then they were just like, yep, gone. Uh, budget, Bye. Budget's gone. That's all we can afford. Budget cuts. All right. Now we're at a diner where we see another familiar face from TV. Oh. Jeff Garland, who is from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Play, and he has a very small role. He just plays a guy working at a diner. He was also, I was like, I know this face. Seinfeld. He was in an episode of that. He was, he he was, was the guy the... who broke both of his hands because Jerry closed the uh, trunk on him. Oh, okay. Okay. And he was on that, it's like an 80s set show. I don't know what it's called. Like the, the Meet the something or other. He got. He recently got fired because I guess he was grabbing somebody's ass or something Ooh, like that. Or, that's not good. Or it's the saying sexist shit. I yeah, don't know. people don't like that anymore. Back in the day, people loved it, but not anymore. And so we see a sleazy looking guy. We know he's sleazy because he has a trench coat. He's dangerous. He's got some. He's got a goatee. Yep. Very '90s dangerous. Again, if you were doing a Detroit movie, they got the high. One thing I'll right. give them though. Okay, what are we gonna give them? M- m- movies. Made in the 90s, not a lot of pillowy clothes. You're right. Very futuristic. Yeah. They say I mean, people in the future are not going to wear pillows. That's right. And except we for my pillow guy. Actually, now people are starting to get pillowy again. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, we're going backwards. We were yeah. tight tightening things up, and I was like, okay, fine, good. I like that, and now we're blowing it back out. Uh, but yeah, we're going into a diner under a highway. That's right. That's perfect. We have so many highways. We literally spread it. Well, like, I, I'm pretty sure that the hot dog stand was all, and from the crows under a highway as well. It was. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's right. That's Detroit though. Because yeah, like yeah. we literally they're all under the people mover. Yeah, we literally split up a fucking neighborhood in Detroit, whites and blacks, with I-375. They were like, we don't want these people <laughs> seeing each other. Highway. 
We do that kind of... Well, no. we don't, but they do. <laughs> uh, so we go up to this diner. Murray, tell me, right off the bat, what's wrong with this diner? Uh, no Coney dogs? No fucking <laughs> Coney dogs! Yeah, they were actually putting pickles on their fucking hot dogs. And this movie wasn't even filmed in Chicago. What the fuck? They didn't... Obviously, nobody who ever even... Been, nobody who ever had a layover in Detroit nobody. had fucking worked on this movie right. because they got it all wrong. You can't go outside of our airport without hitting a fucking Coney right. Island. Own, and, and also, it should have been Albanians working there because they all own every fucking Coney Island. It's in true. Fucking, they, they fucking Chaldeans own every fucking uh, party store and yep. gas station and Albanians own every fucking Coney Island. <laughs> it's just the way it is. It's Detroit. <laughs> and surrounding Detroit. Right. Yeah. The suburbs, if you will. Yeah. So our fucking homeboy here is coming in. He's ready to rob this place. Right. Sticks up the fucking uh, shopkeeper, and then we get the gag. We zoom out. It's full of cops. Yeah, it's not even a donut shop, and it's full of cops. Well, it's 24 hours. Okay, and then this is where we see a familiar face, one of the few familiar faces in the series, uh, uh, Anne, Annie, Anne, Anne, Lewis. Anne Lewis, yeah. The, of course, the uh, partner of RoboCop, played yep. by Nancy Allen. How'd you like her hair? Sometimes it looked kind of... I know you like that yeah, big hair. Yeah, but it's, it's... I'm not, I've never been a big Nancy Allen fan. No? But uh, she must have been... Like, I don't know what happened to her, because she... I think she was fucking Brian De Palma, because she was in a bunch of Brian De Palma movies. Oh, in the okay. early. She was in Carrie. She looked pretty hot in Dress to Kill. I think she's been a prostitute in that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have you ever seen Dress to Kill? I don't think so. Never get made now. I'll spoil alert. The killer is a drag, a transvestite, and that's why oh. that just shows how crazy the person is because he's a transvestite. No, they used to love doing. It's that. actually pretty. It's it's good in a cheesy fucking way. You right. should check that out. Right? No, I'll check that. Like yeah. I get it. Like yeah. we do all kinds of problematic things in movies like that. Right. But yeah, ugh. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so we're like, all right, we got somebody from fucking RoboCop. Like you said, Peter Weller is no longer RoboCop. Right. So we got her. She's not looking her best. But you know what? I like that they didn't try to. Uh, make her look younger. She looked her age. Yeah. She looked great. She's a cop. You know, she's working these midnight shifts at the sandwich shop. Right. I didn't notice what she had. I think it was chicken, lemon, rice. <laughs> the sandwich shop. Chicken, lemon, rice. They always serve chicken, lemon, rice, though. See, that would okay. be a deep... Well, go, okay. go to fucking... She's not, having a, she's not having a euro? Yeah, go... Oh, that's a good point, Not too. a gyro, euro. A euro. Yeah, <laughs> we are driving so much Detroit knowledge in this movie. Right. Well, somebody's got to. Somebody has to learn because some people are watching this, like our friend Stuart, who thought the Devil's Night was made up for the Crow. Oh yeah, we're educators we, first and foremost. We're trying to help. You know what? This is falling into our laps. This is our strong suit because we right. live in this shit. You know, yeah. no party stores, lots of restaurants under highways, right. but yeah, no yeah. conies. You fucked up. You right. fucked up. Right. And they're like, Lewis, because they get a call and the police armory has been uh, attacked. Yep. And they're like, we're looking for a yellow van or some shit. I do like this because it's like one of those games. Uh, I forget. I can't think of uh, any of the games. Uh, the, but they hear that they need a cop and everything. So the cops all do this together where it's like the last person to put their hands up and the hands. Yeah. My hands are tied. It's the cop version of rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, exactly. So all the cops do the hands tied. But. Ann was so busy with that chicken, <laughs> chicken lemon rice that she didn't get her hands up. So they're like, it's you. You got to go fucking check out this case. She's like, all right, if I have to. So she gets in the old cop car. Of course, our, our guy who tried to rob the place, he's like, is anybody going to arrest me? 
And they just shoot him. They just shoot him in the face. Well, he talked back. Right. I mean, come on. You can't talk back. All right. So she's in pursuit. She's chasing the van. Because the van just something happens. It's drive by. Okay. I was just going to say, like, she literally walks out. She's putting a helmet on. And she the car just drives by. And she's like, oh, well, shit. Okay. That's convenient. <laughs> right. We don't that have fits to use, the description. Yeah. We don't have to use a different set. We can just drive around this parking lot. So they just do a boring car chase, which you know we love. Oh, love car chases. Moreno, who's the guy I thought you were talking about, which is another guy who's in a lot of shit, but just plays like nondescript people. Okay. He's got a little thing where he can turn the the lights. I, yeah, somebody, I think it was Nico, calls out, oh my God, what are we going to do? I got a little check of my own. And he hits a little button, right. switches the lights around. And it's going to cause a nice little accident here. Which it shouldn't because the light should be red for the opposite thing. That guy should stop. Right. But he, right. <laughs> Sorry, Wing showed up for that. He runs into Lewis. Lewis does a flip. Her car starts scraping down on, on the roof. Scraping down. Thank God she had the fucking crash helmet on. Yeah. The, hey, continuity. She put the helmet on, survived this. Because, yeah, she should have been fucked. The guy comes out. Apparently, this guy's from the fucking Brooklyn side of Detroit because he's got this totally... Like New York accent for some reason. That's right. He's wearing like an oversized. Well, here's Baggy. <laughs> yeah. He was wearing an oversized, like bright red suit, I think, with yeah, a really was, obnoxious tie. Yeah, and he's giving uh, Lewis the business because she's a chick cop, so he can do that. Right. And he's like, what are you doing here? I had the right away. Hey, yo. So another cop had been working with Lewis here, also got in a car accident, gets out of the car, and realizes Lewis, Lewis. Look over there, and they look at the pillar for one of the, you know, above highways that was going above uh, going above them, the bridges, and it's sprayed with the Splatter Punk. Splatter <laughs> yeah. Punk logo. Yes, the most dangerous gang of Detroit. And as soon as they say it as if they were a wrestler waiting for their music to hit, fweep, a bullet flies into our loudmouth uh, Corvette driver, yeah. whatever car it was. It was it was like a Corvette or a yeah. Trans Am, a douche mobile. It would be a non-Detroit car. That's what it should have been. I rock Z. I rock Z. Yeah, and then like, uh-oh. And then we cut back to Nico and the gang, and a new car is in pursuit. Right. They thought they got away from everybody, and Bertha, she looks in the review, and she's like, oh, shit, we didn't shake them all. And then she looks out the back window. They have a sliding wood panel for the back window on their van, and she slides it open, and she says, guys, this one's different. And then Nico goes, is it him, her, they? <laughs> yeah, really, how do you? <laughs> he, can, can RoboCop be an it? Because he's technically not human. Well, yeah. he's human, but he's not human. Is he an android? Does he have genitals? I don't think, I think his genitals got blown off. So what is his gender? Mm, think about that for a while. It's RoboCop. He's following Nico. He's still thinking. We're still thinking. He's deep in thought. Well, gender is an identity. It's more of a yes. Now it yeah, now it is. Sex, but however, in '93, yeah, it was a whole different story. It was two. Yeah. Anyway, so he's getting follow, RoboCop is following them, but then he gets the call from this Lewis. That's his fucking, you know, partner. Yeah, it just broadcasts across for every car in the area. Well, yeah, because they're fucking, the splatter punks are out. They're the most dangerous people in the world, the punk rock kids. Right, they might sniff some glue and pass out. Right. And that's the real threat. White kids doing drugs and passing, well, anybody doing drugs and passing out. That's the most dangerous thing. So we get some giggling. We know the splatter punks. Uh, apparently, all these people are the bastard children of the right-hand man of the Duke of New York yes. from Escape from New York. Yeah. They all look like him. They right. all have fucking spiked up hair. They're giggling. 
constantly. They love giggling. Yeah, because they're fucking high on meth. Well, yeah, that too. And they're getting worried. Fucking Lewis and the other cop. They're like, holy shit, they're getting surrounded. We start to see them approaching. They're getting their blades out. They're like weird Klingon blades. Yeah. They, they've got a knife that shoots up, a knife shoots down, and then it's almost like a... Uh, brass knuckle type situation going on where it's got a cover for the knuckles and all that. And so we're like, oh my God, they're doomed. They're fucking cyber nunchucks, everything. And then thankfully, like Griff said, there's in the future of Detroit, there's a lot of parking. Well, in the now of Detroit. This irritated the fuck out of me, this whole scene. Yeah, please. Because RoboCop gets off the ex- the, the highway, the freeway, the expressway. Yep. I, I, even the fucking roads have, are, are, have gender, different genders. And goes up to the fucking top of the fucking parking structure. Yes. It's like seven fucking floors. Right. Doesn't need to. Just like, I have to make my entrance. I'm RoboCop after yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the, he's waiting for the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Taxpayer dollars at work here. We pay for these fucking police cars. He drives off the top of the parking structure. We pay for the parking structure, too. Before, but wait, before he does that, he does do a new move. This is a new thing we've never seen. I don't, I don't remember anything about Robocop 2. Yeah, what the RoboCop fuck was 2. this move? What the fuck was this move? Takes off his robo hand and puts on a fucking machine gun. And then he hits, floors it. Why is he doing this? He drives off of the fucking uh, parking structure. Right. Crashes a fucking car. Could still open the door. No, I got to make an entrance. I'm robo fucking car. What the fuck? fuck is this everybody everything uses his robo arm to shoot a fucking hole in the roof pops up anybody call for a backup that's all robot by the way all robocop's lines are just fucking chain black one-liners infuriating yeah so he shoots at the feet of the punks he does not kill them he scatters them they splatter scatters splatter scatters them (laughs) They all run off and everything, so we're left here. He goes and confronts Lewis, makes sure they're all okay, and Lewis is like, I'm so thankful. Did you get rid of them? Are they all gone? He scans the, you know, under the bridge and everything. No. Three of them are made. You notice, like, in the first movie, he had, like, Terminator vision. Yeah. And now he has Predator vision. It's all thermal. Yeah, that's true. The, we see like two or three different version uh, visions because we see memories. We see a lot of those, yeah. usually through the TVs like we've done in the past two movies. Yeah. Uh, and then we see uh, thermal vision in this one a lot. And then we also see uh, the prime directive vision. We see that one a lot to remind you, oh, yeah, shit, he can't do anything about this. It's it's every Asimov book ever. Or Kenny, because we learn he's getting autonomous. Well, we learn this because of Nico. So... All right, he's like, Lewis, are you okay? Yeah, I almost got killed, but I'm okay. Then all of a sudden, pow, and he catches a bullet that's right headed for Lewis's heart. Right. And she's like, wow. And he's like, I will take care of this. So he slowly chases after these guys. These guys can literally get away. I, mean, I could fucking outrun RoboCop, for fuck's yeah. sake. They go back to where they've uh, the splatterpunks where they've hit their you know meth or whatever, and they're, they're they got a hobo fire right there, so they're gonna uh, fucking get high off the fumes, get a little meth in their body, and they. Hear, and what do you use for what's the best accelerant for hobo fire, Griff? Uh, gasoline. Pack jelly. Pack jelly. They had a barrel of pack jelly. They scooped it up, and they start splattering RoboCop with it. And he, his chest looked great, by the way. The sheen off that fucking pack jelly, beautiful. Right. There, I mean, like, he doesn't have the greatest pecs on that robo suit. 
But when you throw some sheen on there, oh, suddenly he looks like fucking Arnold in his prime. Right. Pecs for days. And like we said, it's, it's, it's the one problem with Pecs, it's highly inflammable. Oh, my God. Guys, be careful. Even a blow, uh, Stay blow dryer. Stay away from candles. Even a blow dryer is too hot. Right. Yeah. We always say... If you're going to have sex with a woman with your pecs, you're like, don't do it from an open fire. Even though that's the hottest way to have sex. Uh, yeah, I know. We always endorse, you know, fucking in front of a fireplace. That's very alliterative. Fuck in the fireplace. There's actually a Smokey the Bear PSA about pec jelly. That's how fucking flammable it is. We worked with them on that one. We were like, we yeah, both know our... part of our community service. Yeah, we both know our product is the greatest fucking product of all time. Smokey, we want to reach out. We want to make sure people are aware of the dangers. <laughs> right. So they ignite uh, RoboCop on fire, and <laughs> RoboCop is okay with that. He stands there the whole time as they slowly throw three vials of peck jelly into him, and they're like, hey, our moves are so fast, he can barely even co- compute what to do here. Right, so they think he's done for. So yeah. they scurry back into their methyl. After they shoot him crit. with the, uh, uh, what's it called, starting pistol or whatever it was, flare gun. Yeah, and they think that's it, that's it. RoboCop's dead. No, he's not. He slowly, slowly walks into the... This is an abandoned building. Thankfully, they Thankfully. didn't turn the water off because the uh, the uh, sprinkler system still works in this abandoned building. And it puts little RoboCop out. Yeah. So he's got a little smudge, little smudge <laughs> on his face. And he just arrests them. I don't even remember what happened. Did he shoot them? Yeah, no. He just walks through the wall. He gets suited out. And he's just like... Creeps, you're both under arrest. I noticed you're white, so I will take you in. Yeah. You suburban brats. He actually used his gender vision, so he could tell what gender oh words. So, <laughs> this is the future. This is what we need. <laughs> this is what we need. This is the, excuse me, this is the present. Their future, our present. So he's when does RoboCop take place? Did they ever t- I always assume it was like whatever, 10 years, whatever the last the movie 2020 was. 2020X. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna ride back with Lewis. Uh, I I don't know why he can't ride back in his car, but he rides back. Wait, maybe they her car got totaled. Tilted his. What the fuck? What were they driving? I don't know. Were they driving the fucking Trans Am that the fucking douche? Got? Maybe they were. I don't know what they were driving, but uh. I know right. Uh, Lewis was driving it. Uh, and this is where we see, you know, they're going down the streets and everything, and where they the streets have no name. They almost hit. Little Nico. Yeah, what was this about? Like they, just, they, they go. I know I was shortcut through Cadillac Heights, so they go through. They're seeing once again. I thought they already cleared Cadillac Heights out. I don't know. But they're grabbing people out of buildings again. Yes. And he's he's like this doesn't seem right. And he's he's like recording it. He notices a church for yep. some reason. Maybe it's from his past. Maybe that's the church he went to. He just saw the child, and he was just like, "I can't." He's like, <laughs> "What is this gender? What? What? Even my gender like vision cannot tell." Well, he thought, Lewis, what do you think? He thought it was Lauren Abaddon at first because <laughs> it was floating a hat on his head. Nico had a fucking hat on his head. Don't you remember Nico no, with the? I, oh my god, I lost my brain, and I was like, "Murray's gonna hate this scene because." <laughs> She, they pop a hat on their head, but you know they had that big hair, yeah. So it just was floating up there, Abaddon style. All they needed was the pillowy jacket, but like you said, most of the clothes in this are tight. Yeah. So the our little gremlin takes refuge in that church, and they just go on. Cut two. Hey man, we just we just did a Conan reference earlier with Basil Polidaris. We got another Conan reference. Yep. Mako. Mako. 
the fucking wizard from Conan plays a Japanese. I I I rarely see him with hair. I always think of him as bald. Yeah. I think of Conan. And we know this uh, scenario all too well because we're all about selling our real estate to other countries. Canada's got a big problem with it. So don't worry. When global warming really takes effect, we're going to take over Canada anyway. So you think so? Of course, we're going to because we're, we're not going to be able to live in the South anymore. So we got to move up. Well, what about Michigan and us? We'll be we'll be the South now. We'll be the South now. <laughs> oh no! Unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah, um, he is bitching out our fucking CEO, CEO played by Rip Torn. Another he was uh, he he's great at playing sleazy guys. Rip Torn. He, he really does, is. He yeah. does a good job. He's got the douchey mustache. Could you remind me what his name is in this movie? Uh no he he is a he has a genderless fucking job. He's CEO. His name in the movie in the credits and everything is literally just. CEO. Yes. And they just been bought up by Kanamitsu, played by Mako, and he is bitching him out. According to IMDb, he is not even speaking Japanese. He's just literally doing the racist Hung Chong Ching Chong shit. Oh, no. And I don't know. I don't speak Japanese, so I can't say for sure. You don't see Japanese, you don't speak Japanese. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he's bitching. We know by the tone, it's like, you lazy fucking Americans. This is bad PR and I'm not like that fucking Donald Trump that glorious god of a man the, the guy who would get a real estate thing done toot sweet he would have already had it done right he's a builder yeah I don't believe in all PR is good PR no this is bad publicity get me good publicity he's like just do whatever you can get those fuckers out because apparently and they never explain why in three days if they hold out for three days Omnicore has to leave for some reason yeah, they I, just throw that number out. Like, I don't know what the fuck that's about. Yeah, really, they they are really trying hard here to make it feel tense, but they don't really push it at all. There is no tension unfolding here. Right. So CEO's like, I sure you that we're gonna. He's got like he's doing like a Richard Nixon voice. We're gonna do this. We're gonna get these fuckers out of Delta City's coming back. Out. I'm on a crook. I, Murray really wanted to just get a Nixon on tape. He's going to yeah. be sending it out. <laughs> yes. I am the rich little podcast. That's right. And then we think he's just in a private room. He turns around. He's in a fucking boardroom. His whole fucking staff's behind him. Including a guy we remember if we've seen the Burst Two Roller Caps, which we have. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. And we get a new character named Felch or something like that. Fleck. Fleck. And you'll notice this rat dick motherfucker. He plays a shit. Eating heel all the time. He and he was in uh, West Wing. He show. was in West Wing. He was the bad guy in. I'm sorry, I'm showing my age here. <laughs> he was the bad guy in Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah, he's a great douche. Not he, as great as the great Miguel Ferrer. That's who he's being. He's being a replacement for. Oh, okay. That's his role to replace Miguel Ferrer from the first movie. He works really well. Yeah, I thought he did a great. Not job. as great as Miguel Ferrer. Though. Okay, okay. And yeah, so he's playing that role. That that he's a surrogate. And he's like, oh, we got to get that shit cleared out. What are we going to do? So, I, I, okay, you got to help me figure this all out because they want to get robots to clear out Cadillac Heights. They're like, our men aren't doing it, so let's get robots to do it for us. I thought what he was saying was because Fleck is in charge of RoboCop because, like I said, he's the surrogate. I don't remember what Miguel Ferrer's character's name was, but he's the guy because Miguel, Miguel Ferrer's character came up with RoboCop. So he's now in charge of RoboCop. I thought they were saying because RoboCop wasn't doing what he's supposed to be doing because as we learn, he's becoming, he's getting self-awareness. He's becoming Murphy. I'm becoming, I'm becoming, I'm becoming RoboCop. Robo in my mind. 
So, yeah. Sorry, Murray. So, I thought that's what he was saying. Like, get RoboCop to clear this shit up. Yeah, no, I was very confused about this because as we saw earlier in the movie, Ed 209s exist. Yeah. And they were brainless. They were not androids. Well, they, they were, were brain full in part two. That was the problem. That's right. They put a brain in one of them. Right. Yeah. But it's still, it's like, this tech is still here. The hardware is still there. It's still functional. You have it just... But it's easily hacked, as we learned from Nico. <laughs> you think they were worried about that in the 90s? Well, the, well no, that was the whole thing about Ed 209s. They were garbage. That's why they had RoboCop, because they were killing people constantly. Yeah, that's true, but that's what they want. They want to be able to... But they don't want the PR. Kanemitsu is like, I don't want that PR. You're right. Kanemitsu was very much like, I want this to be a tactical drone right. strike. Right. I don't want you to keep killing the right. civilians. Right, which is why he sends the ninja bots later. Do we ever learn that robots are not a good option for tactically killing people? No. Okay. All right, they all clear out. I was like, don't take care of it. And then McDaggett rolls in, a greasy fucking Brit. Yep. I want no robots on my team. And and then so because he apparently hates robots for some reason, right? Why yeah, he's against the robots? Well, Murray, come on, this is man versus automation. This is the fight I'm supposed to be fighting because my job is going to be replaced by a robot, right? Automation is going to replace my job, so I'm supposed to hate robots. McDaggett sees that his tactical strike crew. Well, he's, he's yeah, he's a security guy. Yeah. Exactly, it's going to be wiped out by automation, so he's fearful of losing his job security. You know, and CEO, he's all about image. He's like, I don't want this a war zone. I don't want it. I want it. If you're now just learning the line between big biz and war are blurry, then you really are over the hill. Spits at his feet. Cut to Kanamitsu. He's like, I cannot trust these fucking gaijins. Get me Otomo. And of course, he's got the nervous yes men who are doing the prayer hands, bowing to him. Yes, sir. Of course, sir. Of course, sir. So they go to his like fucking Buddhist temple or something in the middle of this fucking like, office building. This is one of the coolest sets they had in this movie, though. Like I think, his... it, was, I think it was the old, the set from two with the hot tub. Yeah, could. <laughs> and my old guy just sitting in there sipping his tea. <laughs> right. I forgot. You about really that. needed him. I was dead. Did he die too? Because we needed him. I think he might have. Okay. Old white men are the <laughs> they, they, pinnacle they, villain of yeah. the Robocop they, world. But, unfortunately, they're old, so they don't live that long. Yeah, that's true. So he might have died. I don't he know. He might have died. He was all. He, he was the master of old white men because he was also the guy who ran a uh, Silver Shamrock in Halloween yes, Three. Yes, he was. Oh my god. Yeah, he's the ultimate old white dude. What? Why can't we have old white evil villains anymore? <laughs> we don't. I don't know who. Who is the villain in a movie? It's just. It's like Top Gun. It's just a nondescript villain. We don't even tell you. You're right. I don't even know who's the villain anymore. It's Antifa. We're the villain, Griff. We We're are the, the villain. villain. Yeah, that's right. So this is where we meet Atomo, and we're thinking he's just a fucking ninja. We think he's just like Shokazuki. Kane Kazuki should have played this role. Well, he's perfect. Look at him. He's got pecs for days. Right. Well, they sla- well he's got a bunch of, uh, what are the Japanese maidens called or whatever? Geishas. Geishas. They got the geishas rubbing pec jelly on him right. and everything. And you could see his eyebrows raising and everything. So you're, you're like, oh, well. He's calling, was he pissed in Honda? Yeah, he's pissed in Honda. <laughs> he's, just, he's getting really. You know he's going to throw a punch because his eyebrows start raising. <laughs> His punch is not one of the greatest games ever. It's so fucking good. All the beautiful stereotypes that we can't have anymore. It's, I mean, you're right about that. Atomo should have been called Piston Honda. That's such a great car fucking Detroit name. That would have been really fucking good. Right. And then there could have been uh, Vodka Dr- Drakinsky, I think was his name. It was supposed to be that, and they changed it to Soda Popinski. Soda Popinski, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
the one they missed out on was they didn't have Kid Dynamite. He, he was in the arcade version. He was a super skinny black guy with an afro called Kid Dynamite. Okay. They should have had him on there, too. I don't know why they did. Oh, in, anyway. the, in the full NES yeah, game? Uh, yeah, the NES oh, well, game. Well, they changed it, too, from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out to just yeah. uh, Punch-Out. Right. And they got rid of Mike Tyson in a version. So we see, yeah, this is well, this guy's dangerous, man. He's I guess I'm getting some Boba Fett vibes off this guy. He looks like a badass. He's gonna do some badass shit, right, Griff? Right? He's gonna do badass shit. Murray, we're gonna see this guy flipping, slicing, dicing. We're gonna see it all out of Otomo. All right, let's go back to the precinct in Detroit. Robocops get back for some repairs. He's got that smut that soot smut off his face. Okay, let me just tell you now. I thought Robocop was basically operating off the grid at this point. I didn't well, think... Well, that's what he was in the first movie. He became Murphy. He wasn't fucking property anymore. He's like, I'm Murphy. I'm a human being. I thought he was completely off the grid. The moment when he go turns around to go save uh, Lewis, you hear... Uh, what was the police chief's name? I don't know. Sergeant. I don't know. Sergeant. Got his name. Let's just call him Sergeant. I'm fine with that. So, Sarge, you actually hear him go, RoboCop's on the map? He sounded surprised, like... We haven't heard, seen from Rogue. He's Rogo. <laughs> I, honestly, Murray. Hold on, Roy. Just going to go out and Velcro that you one. Fucker. Fuck you. Rogo Cop. I'm not going to Velcro Rogo Go Rogue Cop. Go Rogue Cop. <laughs> but I thought he was full Rogue Cop at this point because it was just like everyone was surprised. Like, where's Robo Cop been? <laughs> I'm dying. So here he is back at headquarters. Get a tune up. Getting a tune-up and everything. He's got a new mistress. What mistress? <laughs> Christ, new Rick. scientist. Oh, Marie I, I, Lazarus, which, you know, biblical. It, they kind of fucked it up because Lazarus, Jesus brought Lazarus to life. Lazarus didn't bring anyone to life. But, okay, we're going to know where they're going She's with. one in kind or whatever they yeah. say. What, what, what is that? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's not a thing? One in kind? One in kind? I have no idea what that That's means. That's not like I. someone did this to me, so I do it to you? No, <laughs> this is not. Do one to others as I would have them do one to you. Yeah, that's that's it. Okay, doing the kind. So this is another. Sh- I, this woman had a show. I think it was called Crossing Jordan. It was like a cop show in the two thousands. Like I said, a lot of t- familiar TV faces in this movie, and we know she's serious because she has glasses, right? And because I'm like that woman's too sexy to be a scientist. Oh, put the glasses on. I get it, Murray. No. This is a movie about possibly women in STEM fields, right? A lot of women and men have told me that this movie is inspir- inspired inspiring. them to get into the sciences. So, hey, I guess we got to do this more. We need more. Fleck comes in. What the fuck's going on with RoboCop? Is he gone? Is he gone? RoboCop <laughs> threw that in there. God damn it. And she's like, he's why is he disobeying? And she's like, maybe it's because he has human emotions, as we learned in the first fucking movie. Which is why even the director of this movie was like, why are we doing this movie? The first movie. Ended with him becoming Murphy again. He retained his humanity. He got his revenge. There's no reason to have another RoboCop movie. Right. Again, they go back. They rewrite the first movie, even though we're watching, because as I talked about, we see Murphy memories. We're watching them on the... Oh, careful. We're watching them on the video screen and everything. Fleck walks in and sees images of RoboCop's past rolling on the TV screens. And he's still like, what's going on with this mother... He has human emote. We know this. Movie three. Right. We knew this in one. We knew this he in He says, two. call me fucking Murphy. Yes. I'm not RoboCop. Fleck is incensed. He goes full Mel Gibson mode on here. He calls her not only sugar tits, sugar nips, sugar ass, and sugar pussy. He goes full on her. 
no respect for this woman and her scientific achievements. Get I, the fucking human element out of that motherfucker. Some ner- a man pops up. Well, I have something. He's the perfect middle management character. Right. Is there any way we can cut off the human immense, human emotion? And there's always one stooge just looking to grime his way up the ladder. Hey, boss, I made this computer chip. It's, it's going to be real It's great. a micro neuro barrier. It's a micro suppository. And he's like, make it happen. OCP owns this motherfucker, and he does what we want him to do, and he's going to be on the rehab team. Oh, and we that's going to be interesting because McDaggett does not want robots on his team. No. So he, are we going to have some contention there? He probably had an awful experience counter with a sex robot. Had to be. He was probably hanging out in Japan. Maybe Dick went probably to go. got chopped off. He, he does work for Kenimitsu, Yeah. so we know that. So, so they're probably, probably at a crushing bar, as Paul London told us about. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We know all about robots crushing Robots probably doing but work. But robots have Putting so a lot of women out who could be crushing poor That's animals. right. Again, this movie is about replacing humans in the work field. Right. And McDaggett had his poor old crotch crunched by a crunch robot. <laughs> right. And it went way too far. Crushed his dick beyond recognition. Oh, yeah. It makes perfect sense. And now he's <laughs> now he's genderless, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the theme. Genderless. <laughs> so, RoboCop, we see some more memories of his wife again and all that shit. Who gives a fuck? Moments later. Police are gathering outside to discuss this fucking rehab thing. They're like, we're going to lose our jobs. What the fuck? And Lewis is like, Dad, don't worry about it. RoboCop will fix everything. As he says that, RoboCop walks in. He does the old scene. We got to have the one scene where he... Why did they make his upload thing a knife? It's it's a knife. It's a stiletto. Shoots out his fingers. Even R2-D2's was like a prod, but it had like, you know, like a port at the end of it. And his is literally just a fucking knife. And the fact that they have the staff to go through, the tech staff to go through and be like, yeah, we need RoboCop to have a port in every single computer, TV, VCR, beta player, laser disc machine, all of that. But yeah, in the conference room, they were seeing... That they're going to be going after the resistance, and they flash all the faces. And as RoboCop walks in, he sees all the faces. He's like, I'm not going to remember these faces. I'm going to upload them into my database. Right. So he uploads the IDs of all these wanted, quote-unquote, terrorists. Right. Then heads out to capture them. That's right. Lewis is like, she's worried because she, she's probably eavesdropping. She heard that Fleck was just, when he wasn't screaming sugar and female anatomy, he was fucking saying, get the emotion out of RoboCop. She saw the computer chip. Right. And as far as she knows, just being in the presence of a computer chip uploads the data into his brain. She doesn't get computers. No one got computers in 1993 or whatever 2020X future we were living in. Right. So she's like, I, I, I don't know what to do, but Murphy's my best friend, so I'm going to go follow him. He's getting in his car and, you know. Because he's acting extra robotic at this time. Extra robotic, very right. cold, very distant. So she's very worried about her friend, and she's going to get in his uh, patrol car. He's got a new patrol car, by the way, uh, you know, set up for a RoboCop to drive. He's got the gun hand and the console and everything for him. It's so in the glove get, box. He, that's a little too <laughs> convenient. <laughs> His gun glove is in the glove box. Gun glove box. Uh, and so somebody try asked, putting a fucking velcro on that motherfucker. Try put. Well, let's see. Oh yeah, I guess I could. Piece of shit. 
<laughs> so somebody does call out to her, "Hey, Lewis, I see you're going out on patrol. Here's your bulletproof vest." Nah, I'm good. Uh oh, that that sounds like something. The bad. fact that they uh had they went they full, telegraph it that hard. Yeah, they went full cranberries and they let it linger. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to? Do you have to? Sorry, I'm more concerned about my friend Murphy Bot. Rope, are you okay? Call me Murphy's. That's all she needed to know. She's like, yes. Right. And then we get a scene where we see Lazarus with that neuro, micro neurotransmitter barrier. And she crushes it with a hammer. Also an awful lingering scene with like a translucent little mallet hammer. According to IMDb. What? Please help it's me. A, it's a tool to use to pull bullets out of things. Interesting. So people were really upset on IMDb about. They're like, That's not a hammer. Yeah. That's used for pull, extracting bullets. See. Here at Golden Globes Theater, we don't waste your time with worrying about such details. Yeah, that thing could smash some shit. Right. We worry about more important details, like what is Nico? Yeah, I mean, it did look like he was made of Legos, but still. <laughs> All right, apparently, uh, Robo. Oh yeah, because he. I, I guess Nico was in the database because, like, I remember seeing that kid at that church. So they go back to the church. He definitely saw the parents. Definitely saw the parents. So Nico's parents are in his brain now. But I think what was happening, Murray, come on, we had some little foreshadowing here. When they drove by with Lewis earlier, he saw uh, Nico floating the floating hat. He was offended. He's like, I got to go knock the hat off that little fucker. So he goes back to that church because he realized that was what was happening there. So he's get a head over to that church, knock that hat off. It wasn't because of Nico. It was because he just of the needed to get a tune up before he could do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So they stop at the church. Robocop pulls out his gun. They head in. He immediately. I mean, he is programmed to be a cop after all. So innocent people, but he pulls his gun on them anyways. Right. But he doesn't shoot. He doesn't shoot. He notices that these people are innocent. Right. But the rehab team that shows up doesn't. They don't care if they're innocent. They're yeah. here to take these people out. Robocop comes out, do not worry, these people are harmless. We don't give a fuck. He runs, we see the, the prime directives, and we see that one of them is do not ever shoot at any employee. Uphold the law is the third one. The yep. fourth one is don't any employee of OCP you cannot fire at. So he like looks at the jackets that the uh, rehab center's team is wearing, and it does have like the OCP logo on it yeah. or something. So he's like, shit, I can't. So does he this says ship? Ship. So he goes full red brown. Ship. Uh, So apparently in RoboCop logic, all you have to do to fuck up his brain is put on a OCP badge or something. Yeah. And he would have to pick that up and be like, oh, yeah, I can't shoot you now. That's what they're telling us here. Yeah. Okay. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, rehab team, McDaggett, they so all So you think, get, oh. why wouldn't the Rebels just get a bunch of OCP patches and then the Rebel couldn't do anything? See, though? this was what I feel like. He my, could still arrest them. He just couldn't kill them. Like, right. I mean, it's like, I feel like in RoboCop 1, you see that RoboCop is incredibly flawed. Like, Kurtwood Smith has his way with RoboCop for 90% of the movie, doesn't he? Everybody kicks RoboCop. <laughs> That's the theme. You notice everyone kicks RoboCop's ass Yeah. in all the movies. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, this is no different, but why do we have to bring in a Super Samurai-type character to kick RoboCop's ass when anybody can Would, kick RoboCop's who ass? Wouldn't, wouldn't a Japanese uh, company employ a ninja? Of course. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
All right. All right. So McDaggett, he's the guy that is like saying, get the fuck out of here, robot. We're going to fucking kill these goddamn rebels. We know there's terrorists in that church. And he's like, no, they are honest, hardworking Americans. And then he shoots at the feet because he can't shoot it. <laughs> fucking right. McDaggett. We saw the prime directives. Uh, Lewis comes out like, let me explain. Yeah. She sees uh, Robocop shooting back. She's like. Fuck yeah. I got his... I Well, she doesn't have his six. She's got his 12. And she gets in front of him. You're going to have to get in the church over our cold, hard, metallic, dead bodies. Get fucked. And then... His, All right, boys. Shoot her. So this unload. This is the only time we actually see some violence in this fucking Finally, movie. some violence. You know what? Fuck this scene. Like they, they did Lewis dirty. I mean, they, this is the whole point is to give Robocop motivation because there's he has no motivation. So poor Nancy Allen returns for this fucking movie give, is given nothing, no right. lines basically. Right. Killed off in the first half hour of the fucking movie, and allegedly, depending on what IMDb trivia read, one was she only agreed to do it if she was killed. If and then if you read from someone who who says. Uh, straight from Nancy Allen's voice, she's like, voice from her mouth. She's just like, no, I was shocked that they killed me off. I, I, they kind of wasted my time. I don't know why they killed me. Wow. So it, you know, hey, believe who you want. Conflicting stories, yeah. Right. But right. yeah, she's killed, and then they unload on fucking uh, Murphy. Right. So he's getting all fucked up. They're shooting grenades at him and everything. Finally, Bertha and the resistance inside. I'm sorry, black rebellious woman, hobo woman. She realizes some something's happening outside. Wow, how do you realize there's heavy gunfire happening outside? <laughs> she comes out with the smoke bombs, and you know, yeah. even RoboCop like threw a grenade. RoboCop falls over and lands on Lewis. Yeah, crushing her internal <laughs> organs. <laughs> yeah, she probably could have lived from that. She probably could have lived, yeah. but yeah, she gets crushed by a five thousand pound robot. Right. Uh, and of course, she says, "Robo." Well, she says this later. Yeah, no, yeah. So, like you said, Bertha throws a smoke bomb, which is b totally blind. They're in the fog. They're blinded. And she gets, Robocop she grabs Lewis, goes into the church because you know it's like it's like uh, I guess cops are like vampires; they can't go into church. You can't. No, you can't. It, so he lays her out on the altar. It's Highlander logic too. Much, but I, I didn't. Does Paul is Paul McGaggart? Paul <laughs> McGaggart. McGaggart. Is he a Highlander? Could be. Could be. RoboCop Highlander. You know, that, what, if we're gonna do that's remakes, a crossover that we didn't know we needed. Yeah, if we're gonna do remakes of shit, why not do? I mean, they have done in comic books. They've done RoboCop and Terminator. So why not RoboCop and Highlander? Hey guys, come on, Golden Globe Theater's uh, line. Uh, we're, we're, well, eventually, we're, Disney's going to own every property, so we can have to make this happen. They would never give us what we need because we're going to have full well, penetration in that movie. <laughs> Murray, we got to even it out. We got to have dicks and vaginas in the movie. You know what? I actually saw an article about. I thought of you. I was going to send it to you. Thank you. Some guy because they're talking about the the new renaissance of dicks in all these movies. Yeah, and they're like, we need to go to the final frontier, and I agree with them. We got to see pussy, not pubic hair, pussy. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Let's make that happen. Disney. Look, <laughs> our theaters are dying right now. So that's what, what we need. We need basic instinct, too. Murray, three. please listen to me here. Our theaters are dying right now. And why is that? It's because everything has to be a fucking, uh, what do they call Blockbuster. Right. Fuck that. 
trash movie. <laughs> Only reason it exists is just to see a dick and a lady's pussy. So you're pussy. saying go full Caligula. Because as we learned on the episode that you're never going to hear, Bob Guccione doubled the price of Caligula to the normal price of a movie and raked it in. Yep. You're right. That will save the fucking uh, movie-going experience. I don't... I'm Vaginas. dead serious here. I don't want to <laughs> see movie theaters die, and I'm sick of the movies they push to movie theaters. We have a giant... We You're going like, to die, Griff. We, I know. It's going to come... They'll still have those like, those Alamo-type things. That'll be still around. Yeah, I know. It'll be like an experience now. Exactly. That's all we'll have. And we, they'll charge like fucking 30 bucks or something exactly. for it. Exactly. Yeah. I want to be able to go to the fucking giant movie theater down the street, see a movie for $10, and have a good experience. No. We don't get that anymore. It, yeah. all, it all went to hell when the dollar theaters went away. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Who's watching Avatar? <laughs> We don't know. Who's watching who, Avatar? Who will admit to watching Avatar is more the question. Look, I know we have more than 100 people that will listen to this episode. <laughs> if you've watched Avatar, let Murray know yeah, at, at know. GoldenGlobesTheater.com. <laughs> at G&G Theater. At G&G Theater, not .com. Not at, doc, on Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, you know where it is. Yeah, you know. If you're listening, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. So, where? Okay. I was offended by this. Like, I don't think Nancy Allen is the greatest actress, but she's better than this scene. This was like the worst death scene I've ever seen. Who directed this? Because he's like, literally, Murphy, avenge me. And now I die. Ugh. And they're like, they're fucking, they actually drew X's over her fucking eyes. Her tongue was sticking out. It was really bad. It was really cheap. And they probably thought it was artistic because, like we said, it's in a church, and you've right. got one of the figures. Right. I don't know church at all. They were like, yeah, they were trying. They were doing like, yeah. There's a lot of uh, I didn't know this. There's a lot of uh, biblical imagery in this movie. It was like the Pieta where Mary's holding Jesus's body, but it was Robocop holding. Louis's one thing, Futura, Futurama did a lot of things very well, and one of the things they talked about is like a robot Jesus type character and everything. And we, I don't well, know. he did come back from the dead. There is definitely some fucking correlation between Jesus and Robocop. That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't think about that. And when Jesus got shot in the head. Right. He came back, too. So, of course, you know, Robo Robocop, he's been shot to hell and everything. He's he's going to have a hard time fighting back. I uh, think there, were like, there was like something like uh, 20%, whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's know. right. We do have the readout about his power levels. Mm. We're going full Dragon Ball Z here. It's, all, it's under 2,000 or whatever they fucking say. So as we as we were talking about earlier, there's a humongous sewer system, gigantic labyrinthian, if you will, under yeah. every major city, including Detroit. Or pun Punishithian, if you will. <laughs> yes. Ninja Turtleithian, if you will. So they go down to their 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 turtle lair. It, I mean, we gotta talk about there is some conflict if they should bring Robocop because he right. is a cop. A cab. Bertha says A cab. <laughs> Resistant uh, black woman says A cab. Yeah, rebellious hobo, as you said, says AK. That was it. Yeah, uh, but of course, Nico he was like, "No, RoboCop." It, Robo, uh, Nico has bunch a bunch of uh, RoboCop action figures. Right, yeah. So of course, Nico wants RoboCop to go with them. The ultimate action figure is RoboCop. Yeah. And RoboCop, uh, after a minute, goes, "You're right. I should go with you." Right. So everyone's like, "Yeah, okay." So they go down to the subterranean lair, but someone's like. Doesn't Robocop have a tracker? He's got to have one. And then, like, Nico's like, bitch, of course he does, but I know where to find it. It's in his ass. It's in his Robo heel. It's all in the heels. All in the Achilles. 
And so they take the track because the, the cops are tracking them. They got the tracker thing. Neep, neep, neep. Did I see this wrong? Was the tracker the bomb? Or no. Did they have a bomb? They on had the... a bomb because he actually, there's a throwaway line you might have missed. I missed Where like Moreno's like, Moreno's like, I'll take care of it. He literally throws it 20 feet away from their lair, the tracking thing. That's it. And then he's like, did you set the bu- set the trap for the like 59th Street, like whatever, manhole? And that's where the guy, that's where the, so the tracker is below the manhole. A guy opens it up and then blows up. See, when I saw this scene, I was like, there's no way the tracker wasn't the bomb. Because what fucking sense would it make to throw the uh, tracker 20 feet away from your where, your secret underground railroad. Right. Like, they wouldn't walk down. You know, the thing about sewers is there's really only two directions. They could have gone this way or that way. Yeah. They couldn't have split up, you know. It makes no fucking sense that that wasn't the bomb. So that was yeah. where I was going with, yeah. but I was too smart for this movie. Yeah. So, all right. So then they're like, all right, I guess they got away. Robocop who walks at two miles an hour when he's good. And he's not good. He passed out. They had to carry him into this situation. They had to lay him down. They had to open his ankle up. Yeah. So back in Maria Lazarus, like she's feeling guilty about all this shit. She's like, she's hurt. And then gets a call from Fleck. He's like, turn on the news. And, of course, every channel is the news in the future, which is now. All we have is local news. 24-hour news. And McDaggett is like, all right. Uh, this fucking Robocop went Rogopop, and he just killed his fucking partner. You cannot trust robots. My dick's missing because of a robot. <laughs> Fleck goes, it's all your fault, sugar tits, because you're a woman. Right. He calls her up and makes her watch the news. And we have video conferencing and everything in the future. So he's literally watching her watch the news. He's got his dick out and everything. He's like, yeah, I don't go to those crushing fucking bars. This dick is functional. Yeah, enjoy it. I'm basting in your misery right here. Your little, your little rogo pop friend is fucked. There's nothing hotter than tell a woman my dick is functional. <laughs> So. Murray, it works. <laughs> well, he would say that. Fleck would say that. Every so, time. Yeah. He's totally listening to that Andrew Tate guy. He's he got is. The, he's got the audio book. I had to explain uh, to Murray. He asked yeah. me, who is Andrew Tate? And I said, oh, he's this dude. He just goes out and does these super chauvinistic, like, my dick is functional videos, whereas everybody else's dick is unfunctional right. or dysfunctional. Yeah. That would be probably the, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We got to get through this. We got to get through this. All right. Back at OCP headquarters, the stock is falling off a roof. And not only that, so are the employees. Murray, think about this, though. This is very true, too. It's like, no, we can't have actually people at our storefronts because we need more money for the stockholders. That is our economy. What happened with Southwest Airlines? We don't want to actually pay workers. We want more money for stockholders. Right. Shareholders. Well, we, uh, that, it's the taxpayer's job to bail out. Exactly. You know? They're then, too big to fail. Too big to fail. So people are like, it's like the fucking, and like, time, time cop. cop. Yeah, guys just diving out of windows. And That's then right. flag, like Johnson's like, do you hear like 
like uh, Bill, he fucking jumped out a window. What a pussy. Yeah. I would do like a little more like creatively. He opens his gun and reveals he has a gun. He says, if He opens any... his gun to reveal he has a gun. That's right. He opens his gun to reveal his gun. <laughs> and gun he... inside of a gun. <laughs> He's like, this gun's That for... is creative. I'll give him that. <laughs> this Derringer, or this Magnum's for show. The Derringer's the real gun. Right. <laughs> and he pats it. He's like, anything happens to this secure job of mine? I'm going to the sublime. Why not? But let's go to another one of these shitty jobs. There's, there's always a place for an asshole like Fleck. Exactly. He All he is is a yes man fucking marketer. It Meanwhile, what's going on? A limo rolls up and Ultimo gets out. Ultimo. So, and He's got so, super sweet shades, the round shades, the thin, <laughs> cyber you know, shades, yeah. slicked back hair. He looks totally from the future. He's, yeah, totally inspired Matrix. Yeah. That, this is that, just that scene. Yeah, pretty much. So Fleck is brought in before CEO, and he's like, you're fired. Okay. And then we see him just walk. He's like, walks out, and that's the last we ever see. He kills himself. We hear a gunshot. He, he, he lived up to his word. Yeah, Johnson is like CEO. Johnson, asking, the ultimate cockroach survivor. Yes, of course right. he is. I love this. But yeah, Johnson... As he's... Uh, CEO is looking for some answers and everything. He goes to Johnson, because of course, CEO's... Are brainless idiots. Yeah. All right. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Elon Musk, brainless fucking idiot. Yeah. And everybody bought into him because you know what sells in America? Con men. Yeah. We had one as a president. What does con short for? Confidence. Confidence. You say anything with confidence and people will believe like Andrew Tate, we were just talking about. Yeah, exactly. That's his whole shit is to say the dumbest shit confidently. Exactly. And, and, and then it works. It's true. My omission levels are off the fucking chart. Ooh, sick burn. Get on this omission dick, Greta. <laughs> is that good? So Johnson is like, hey, I got an idea. How about, you know, rehabs are working pretty good. How about we just force the police to join our rehab force? Problem solved. Problem solved. Now we're cutting over to an old factory, Murray. This is it is... an old factory or is it the sewer thing? No, it was an old factory, okay. I'm pretty sure. But it did connect to our duct system in Detroit. Yeah, you're right. That goes everywhere. You're right. It, yeah, okay. And just like I said, all, three more days is all they need. And for some reason, OCP will have to just give it up on Cadillac Heights. Right. They have no other choice but to give us up. Just leave us alone forever. So Moreno, he's pretty good with a screwdriver, but he's like, I don't know. This is this is some fucking Microsoft Ten shit. I don't know if I can do this. This fucking all we out. have is cracked Windows XP. I don't know how to work on Microsoft Ten. <laughs> this is crazy. I just downloaded it from BitTorrent. I don't know what to do. He's guys. like, I don't have the tools. He's like, look. I could totally fix the fucking chest plate. I could shine that up with some peck jelly like a motherfucker. Yeah. But the, the software, I have no idea. Yeah, I could download you guys Undercover Brother, but I cannot fix this robot. <laughs> yeah. So there's a funny inside joke with that. I got a horrible virus on my computer because I tried to download the movie Undercover Brother. You deserved it. That was the most <laughs> I wanted to see that movie so bad. And my friend was like, this is the worst virus I've ever seen ever. <laughs> Too bad you didn't have Nico. <laughs> Because Nico is like, look, I can fix this. Or I can get somebody who look can fix them. <laughs> I just wanted to do that. Look, you. person. <laughs> I got the I know who can do it. Someone who inspired me to get into STEM. Yeah. So we get to actually see Where are my air ducts at? Where are my air ducts? We get to see Nico crawling through the air crawling. The air ducts are five feet by seven feet? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. yeah. So and she's like four feet tall. Yeah. Child, after all. 
So they are just walking down the air ducts and everything, going, scurrying through, finding out their way, managed to find their way straight to OCP headquarters. <laughs> right. Uh, die well, hard. police headquarters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Because Lazarus works for them. But OCP does own the police. But yes. Yeah, yeah. It's police headquarters. But, but you're right. There is. Those ducks do also go to OCP. Right. Yeah. And it goes right into the main <laughs> science lab. Right. Like... Knocks on the grate, and Marie comes and answers the grate. There's got to be so <laughs> many homeless people warming buttholes in there. Like, come on. But not, not tonight. gender indiscriminate children. Yep. Well, so, they let them pass. Well, they, uh, it's the hobo code. You do not fuck children. Like, I need your help. And like uh, Lazarus like, all right. Thanks. Well, no. What? Oh, Marie, come on. Don't sell Nico short here. <laughs> like, Nico goes no up to Marie. She's short. <laughs> Nico goes to Marie and says, my friend RoboCop says thanks for giving him, uh, not, not taking away his memories. And that just melts Marie's heart. She's so, like, how can I say no to this person? We do get a quick cut of Otomo. Again. He's in the, the Mutant Ninja Turtle sewers. Exactly. We don't have any. He actually followed up, unlike the, the rehab force, who were like, Guy blew up. I guess they got away. Yeah, this is very much like a shadow runner type situation with Otomo here. Yeah, Kanemitsu is right. These fucking lazy Americans just like, hey, he no leads. Even, the yeah. lead's gone. He knocks on a few subway doors, walks himself in, finds out. He's figuring things out so quickly. He knows. Kanemitsu knows. American cops, hands are tied. Right. So he's like, I'm going to get my own fucking badass force in there. And Anamitsu, uh, Otomo just... Heads into the first subway, happens to three resistance people in there. Obviously get murdered because he's a super robot, but we do get to see he's a robot because he gets hit with the pipe and the jaw. I just put it together. Oh, please put it he's together. He's called Automo. Autonomous. Well, like, like yeah, it's auto, like like a robot. Yeah. So it makes sense. Though. Yeah, it's a pretty cool name. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like a little bit of a wordplay. Uh, so he gets hit in the jaw, and we see them turn and do like a mass-type gag effect where his jaw... Is way off to the side, and he pulls very it in. Uh, fist of the North Star. Yeah, very. Well, fist you guys of wouldn't know because you never listened to the episode. Yeah, but go ahead and listen to that fucking episode. <laughs> you get to hear Murray be angry every fucking week. You don't get to hear Griff get angry. Yeah, it and that was to see, see. that was me exercising some fucking demons right. that week. Yeah, so go listen to that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we have a mass type scene where he pulls his jaw back in and makes a cash register noise. Do you think for that some was? Undiscovered Jim Carrey doing that because he has. I that, think it was. Has, it looked kind of like Jim. I Carrey. was a little offended. I didn't want to bring up Jim Carrey because he goes, he does Asian face and that is racist, <laughs> and I didn't like that. Uh, but his eyeballs do roll over and go tilt, 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 and then he murders the person. Oh, after, I, th- yeah. I the one version I saw it had like it had cherries, and cherries, then, and then coins came coins out of his came mouth. out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so now we know Atomo is a robot. We thought he was just a cool show Kazuki-type ninja. That's all we thought he was, yeah. And he finds there's a little piece of, like, acetate with, like, a zigzag on acetate, it. Acetate, that's what that's called. Yeah. Whoo, I just was going to call it, like, too long for the notes, but I was like, clear sheet that goes out of an overhead projector. <laughs> yeah. That was what acetate, I was going to call yeah, it. That's, yeah, well, that's what it is. Acetate, okay. And it's got a little, like, a red zigzag line on it, and he's like, huh, okay, I'll, I'll, this might come in handy. It doesn't confuse a robot. Robots can figure this shit out in no time all right so now robocop he wakes up he's been fixed because they got lazarus there we get this the same scene we i think we get in every movie where we see his pov shot and they're like all right i think we got him together and then he 
goes fucking in sleep mode, and then he wakes yep. up again. We see the readouts on his fucking little head system, and it's like, eh, meh, meh. everything is good. You are super. Right. 100% uh, power. He pops up. He does the old Undertaker slash Kane hinge. There's a car approaching. So everybody gathers. They've got, like, all kinds of, like... They're, they're overlooking an alley. They have people on the uh, buildings overlooking the alleys. They have all their guns out and everything right. as a police truck rolls yeah. up. And apparently, it's very easy to just steal a police truck. I mean, well, if you're she Nico, does work for the police. If you're a hacker, so. you can or do that. Or if you're a hacker, okay, please. <laughs> please, continue. I'm not, I'm not a hacker. I'm saying Nico is. Yeah, no, I just want you to continue yeah. with the scene. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Nico and, Mar- and Lazarus jump out, and they're like, oh, shoot. Like I don't know, did Nico say something adorable? I don't remember. Hey guys, the cavalry's arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that good? <laughs> Your move, queep. <laughs> and then they go in. They fix RoboCop. Everything's fine. Not only that, we see the Prime Directives, and they delete, delete, delete the fourth with fourth Prime Directive, which is, of course, do not harm OCP employees. Ooh, so now he did RoboCop self do that, or did Lazarus do that? Lazarus? That's Marie's name, Marie Lazarus. Oh no, uh, no, no. I don't think Lazarus did that. I'm pretty sure that uh, Nico did that. Nico did that. Because think about the uh, scene with, where he... Why, why, why did they need Lazarus? Because I thought that was well, she, getting Well, she's the mechanic. Okay. She repairs him. She got him the new heart. So she's all heart? She had, oh, that's right. By the way, Robocop has an organic heart. No he, no, he does not have an organic heart. What was he the, has a what, robo heart. What was the... What was the Oh, that was a hearty? Yeah, I, I, w- I would like to think they didn't have a cannon cart literally holding it in their hand, like it slapping was, it in. It was weird because it was pulsating and shooting fucking shit all over Yeah, it's probably like oil or some shit. Oh, okay, yeah. whatever. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was... I thought it was it's okay. an artificial heart. But uh, from the Ed 209 scene, when he hacks into it and erases the, the final like prime directive in oh. the robot... So I thought that was the build up to here. Well, okay, then then we'll say Lazarus is hardware and Nico is software. Exactly. Thank you. All right. All right, but we're getting some montage. We need some more. We need to remember that this is not a RoboCop. This is a guy named Alex Murphy. RoboCop's been through a lot of shit. We need to know that he's still human underneath right. it all. So we get some bizarre like animation where like we're going through tubes and shit and we see like his wife and then Lewis, yeah, right. and then Avenge eventually me. it Murphs and Murphs. <laughs> well, he is Murphy. <laughs> that was a beautiful slip of the tongue. Yeah. It Murphs into. This was really hot in the early 90s. I remember that Michael Jackson, Black and I White. I was going to say, oh, yeah. We see. Uh, it turns. <laughs> Mrs. Murphy morph, Murph into Lewis. And he's like, Avenge me. So, like, so he comes. Oh, he's fine. Everything's good. Nico, we have a nice, beautiful, tender scene where Nico... Everybody's sleeping in the warehouse here, and Nico can't fall asleep, goes over to RoboCop, who's just sitting there blankly looking, because he's an android after all. He's doing android he's cyborg. things. Cyborg. Uh. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he's going through. He's downloading Undercover Brother or something. His eyes are flittering, you can tell. Uh, and Nico comes up to him. Oh, I can't sleep, RoboCop. Uh, do you... Do you think my parents are still alive? And Nico goes, or Nico, Robocop asks him, what is your last name? Goes through his fucking database, realizes his parents are deceased. They've been killed by the rehabs. 
But instead, he goes because that's the thing. They're not really relocating people. They're killing these people. Yeah, because they don't want poor people. Right. But RoboCop's not going to tell him his parents are dead. So he asks him, her, they, them. What do you remember about your parents? And Nico just exhausts him herself talking about this. Their gender. Their parents. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then we get. She's like. I love you, Wobocop. And then she puts her head on his lap, and he, like... Caresses cor- the yeah, hair. Clunk, yeah. clunk, clunk. Adorable. I love That's my favorite Even scene. Marie tries to interrupt it, and Robocop shushes her. Walk away. All right. So, of course, you know, we got to identify that thing in the room. The ex- thing we stole the, at the beginning? The expensive thing? That expensive thing. Well, Lazarus recognizes it because she developed it. It's That's RoboCop's it. flight pack. Oh, shit. So she knows. They they couldn't figure it out, but she's like, I got it. Yeah, I know this thing inside and outside. Meanwhile, Otomo, he, he recognizes this, this is some kind of map, this piece of acetate. So he goes to a gas station, and he just... Steals a map, which the guy's very irate about. This is like a fucking dollar map, but he did break the thing. Back in 1993, we were willing to kill for our property, and that was the gas station owner's property. Otomo doesn't care. He walks off. The guy's like, hey, you got to pay for that. And then Otomo, to show how dangerous he is, this is a PG-13 movie after all, he just slices a sign. So finally... That even though he cut through, it's an, it's a you know like neon sign or yeah. whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. The lights are still working because the, the wire is still attached. He's cut so cleanly. The neon is still hot apparently, so it's still lit up, and, and it, it just slowly falls. This is an anime shot. This is what they do in all animes. Okay. And so it just falls over and explodes and everything. He puts the cell, uh, the acetone sheet, over the map. And it realizes it leads them through Cadillac Heights, down through Hamtramck, up to a hideout, or whichever end it was in. It was literally just a red line. So I don't know if they were hiding in Cadillac Heights or somewhere outside. Well, he he, he set the one end where the sewer hideout was, and, okay. then, he, and then that led him to where the new yeah, one is. Okay. Oh. But either way, he figured out where he needed to go and where this movie is going to take us. But they're working back in the lab on the flight pack, because, of course, now we know Marie... Uh, Lazarus can uh, work on it, install it. It's a battery backup as well, which I don't even know if we see that really play into it. No, we don't. Uh, thank you. I didn't think we did. Robo is ready to go, and then he all of a sudden has a flashback of Lewis. He, and he's like, avenge me. It's on the TV camera, so we see it as well. I need to go. Throws off the jetpack. Where, where are you going to go? Revenge. He yelled something at them. Of course, all he has is one-liner, so it could have been revenge. But, yeah, RoboCop's got business to attend to. So he goes back to the police HQ where the rehab center has taken over. They have their own little section of the police precinct. Now. Yeah, they're, started a, they're getting a bigger and bigger and bigger office. Now they have the first, uh, the full, like, second floor of the building. Right. And this theirs. guy's like, Robo, where you been? Greetings, Reed. Please direct me to the rehab center. You're not even going to talk about it. We see perps coming in and out of this place. We see a black man with a giant <laughs> lollipop and yes. you don't want to talk about no, that I don't because, well I, I i already know because it's called robocop right at a police station i didn't need the establishing shot of a black male prostitute who's recording bestiality porn according to the sergeant yeah i didn't need to, need to okay 
go watch it yourself, people. It's not go, Tubi. Go watch it yourself. It's pretty much a scene straight out of Caligula. Would That's you, the closest no. you'll get to us talking about Caligula. <laughs> right. Call, even though I think for the next fucking six months, we're going to reference oh, Caligula. Oh, no, we're going to reference Caligula all and the time. And you're going to be like, what are they talking about? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's our joke. Fuck y'all. Call the fire department. And then he just starts set. Did, did he have a flamethrower on his hand? What was? What did he have? I don't remember. <laughs> I think he did had like he? a. I think he had a, a flamethrower attached. Why not? Maybe Lazarus uh, uh, cooked that up for. Cooked that up for him. Hey man, you got a light? Allow me, scum. <laughs> he trashes the place, and he's where is McDaggett? Just so happens that McDaggett, he's not in office today, and that's where we cut over to. A party in a hotel. The Exterminator Hotel. That's right. I saw that. Clean sheets everywhere. everywhere. That's how corrupt these cops are. They can afford the clean sheets. That's right. So, uh, Katamitsu's calling in. Of course, we have video phones. We're Skyping. He's totally Jeffrey Tube, and he's jerking it while fucking doing a video <laughs> conference call. And so he's like, what is going on over there? Why are you in some shady hotel? Look, we're in Detroit. All we have is shady hotels. I don't know what you want from me. But my man tipped me off that RoboCop was heading to the rehab yeah. headquarters and the police headquarters. Right, my mole. And we're like, oh, my God, who is it? It can't be the rebellious hobo. Who is selling out RoboCop? I don't know about you, Murray, but I was like, there's a man named Cunts in this movie. <laughs> it's probably Cunts. Played by a guy who always plays Cunts. Yeah. Steven Root. Right, Steven Cunts. And it is. It's Stephen Rowe. It just so happens he's knocking at the door as we're right. figuring this all out. Yeah. Well, that's going on. We're learning how bad it is in Detroit. White girls are selling their ass on the street, people. You white know, girls. when it affects pretty white girls, the whole fucking society has to come to a stop. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. We got to put every surrounding police. <laughs> we got to find out who killed those kids in Moscow, Idaho. State police and everything. Meanwhile, there was a woman literally killed in my neighborhood. Body left on the fucking sidewalk. Nobody cares about. We're obsessed with these fucking kids in Idaho. Remember the the one girl who went on like a road trip with her boyfriend, and the boyfriend yeah, for, yeah, yeah. The, the van life people, the van life people. Right. It is it. Twin Peaks even makes even more sense now because yeah, it was a white, white girl, girl that yeah, died, pretty blonde white girl, and the whole fucking they sent in the fucking <laughs> feds for it, right. and it, not just any fed, paranormal fed, you know, feds. <laughs> To figure the shit out. Yeah. They threw no yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even realize that commentary was in that show. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. So Kant, yeah, he's like, okay. <laughs> well, speaking of cunts. It's cunts. Speaking of cunts, <laughs> this girl's selling hers on the street because her dad lost his fucking automotive job. Right. And these rehab cunts are like, hey, we're gonna take it for freaks. We're cops. Right. And then Robocop's like you will pay that woman or you will not get any of the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I believe there was a deal in the works. <laughs> yeah, you are you are <laughs> breaking a contract. That is unacceptable. So he Prime director reads across <laughs> his HUD. <laughs> so he shoots at him. He's like, woman, get your ass off the street. You're a pretty blonde white woman. You can find a rich man. And Why then- not head to Bloomfield Hills? <laughs> And Bloomfield, as she goes, and she lived happily ever after. These are great suburb of Detroit jokes, everyone. Yeah, these, these are Matt Sosie's cracking upright. He crashed his car. He's laughing so hard. That's right. Matt, please do please. not drive when you listen to our show. <laughs> yes. We need you yes. to live. Your radio show must go on. Yes. Okay, so now he's ready to get McDaggett. 
Robocop enters McDaggett's room ready to avenge Lois when he spots the cunt. Coons. Coons. I think that uh, he, he I think McDaggett like throws fucking cunts at him or something, but he grabs this Kenji Tache case. Murray. And I'm sorry, I gotta take us a step backwards up. <laughs> okay. Because as he arrives, two cops pull the guns on him. Yeah. And of course he says, Creeps, disarm yourself. And he pulls out his gun and he juggles a pistol. Oh my god, yes. I'm glad I you have brought to talk it. about that. It was so scene. infuriating. Yes. It was so fucking weird because you clearly see this gun <laughs> being dangled on a string like a cat toy. <laughs> And these cop, uh, Robocop. Yeah, he's doing like some old fucking Wild West Calamity Jane shooting shit. And they're doing this establishing shot between the faces of the two rehab cops going, oh, and Murray hates this, hands on their face, jaw ajar, just, oh, and Robocop. <laughs> I've finally done it. I have killed oh him. God. Yeah, it was so so obnoxious. It's like, like you said, it's on a fucking bungee string that's flipping around. It was so fucking weird. <laughs> oh, I hate this movie. Oh so, yes, God. thank you for bringing that up. So, oh, yeah, then yeah. it goes in the room with McDaggett. McDaggett has like a Kinja Tashay case that he busts the window out and just leaps out the window. Yeah. Coons just scurries away like the coon that right. he is. And Maga... Oh, McGonagher. <laughs> uh, Robocop is so fucking, like... You know what? He is like 90s internet. The 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 time it takes him to process information between, you know, they what did, he's saying. They did use that dial-up tone. <laughs> you can hear him process. You know what? We're going to do the Golden Globus take of this movie, and we're just going to add in his processing as that modem noise. <laughs> okay. And people will be like, this is better. This is real. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, just in the time it took him to process that information, both Kuntz and McDaggart, get away. Well, he's like a turtle. He's slow as fuck. Right, and he can be just pushed the fuck over, and then he, you just see his legs and arms go, like a turtle, yeah. At one point, Sloths move faster than Robo. When yeah. does like Lazarus go? He needs a fucking kickstand, like a hydraulic kickstand to push him back onto his feet or something. Yeah, he should. <laughs> Just something. So anyways, McDagger jumps out the window, gets into a vehicle, and he's going to drive off. Right. Robocop, of course, he's like... Somehow, did he walk from wherever he was a hideout to this place? Because Robocop doesn't have a car. No, Murray. This is where we meet the pimp. I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's setting okay. it up. So, like, the one blackface we see in this movie, uh, well, literal blackface, not yeah, yeah. Robocop's blackface. I was going to say. It's of course, because we all, all what people love a, 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 a hilarious pimp scene in every movie. So we get the guy, he's a pimp, slapping a bitch. He's got fucking purple Cadillac with fucking lights and shit on it. Oh, Chandeliers yeah. like the Duke of New York. Hanging shit in the inside right. interiors and everything. And he's got his back to Robocop as Robocop approaches. I need to commandeer your vehicle. Motherfucker, motherfucker, <laughs> are you kidding me? Pulls out a switchblade because that's what all pimps carry. That's right. Turns around, sees that is a robot cop. I Seems never so got that. That's what RoboCop is short for? Robot cop? <laughs> Robot cop. Right. He was very shocked to see this. And, he's, and hey, it works because instead of re uh, re resorting to violence, he says, you can have my car, sir. Be my guest. That's all we need is more Robot Cops. Right. So RoboCop, And apparently we're getting them now. Yeah. So RoboCop jumps in, following McDaggett. McDaggett's like in a police van. And 
He puts some, pulls some straps. I, this was a nice touch because he wouldn't need something like this. He's got yeah, some straps cause, so he won't be like jostled around. By the vehicle A and by his gun B. Right. Pulls out a giant ass like fucking the gun that uh, Schwarzenegger had in Predator with a grenade launcher on it. Yeah, super assault rifle with like armor-piercing rounds. You know, it has a big kickback, but strapped in. And as what he didn't know, but what McGriff and I know, RoboCop not only has a pimp car, he has a Grand Theft Auto car. Yeah, he has a Grand Theft <laughs> Auto car. And, of course, everybody's played at least Grand Theft Auto 3 through 9 or whatever they're on now. Actually, it's 5. They made 5 like 10 years ago, and they're still putting out updates for 5. Is that big a city, huh? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah, he starts firing, knocking off parts of the car. Yeah. Knocks the front bumper off. Yeah. Then the hood. Yep. Then the fucking trunk. Yep. Robocop, meanwhile, something happened to his gun because he's literally just shooting single bullets. He Because he, he's got that fucking machine gun handgun. Right. We've seen it. We saw it when he juggled the fucking gun a minute ago. He <laughs> right. has a rapid firing pistol. <laughs> he's just like. <laughs> taking his time. Guys, like, meanwhile, McDaggett's shooting grenades. They're just blowing parts off. He sets the car on fire with a grenade. Doesn't blow the engine up at all. So Robocop's driving a flaming car. Yeah, through most of it, he has punched a hole through the windshield and is holding the gun in front of him <laughs> out of the hole in the windshield and is shooting back. Yeah. That is the single shots he's making. Insanity. And we're just continuing. McDaggett's like, what do I do? This fucking car just loses parts and keeps running. Right. It's like a Young Bucks match. Right. You can bring out the tables. You can bring out the chairs. You can explode the ring. You can fucking crash a Zeppelin on them, and they will still hit you with one of their famous finishers. Thankfully for McDaggett, young Griff and his his ne'er-do-well friends, as you would in the heart of Detroit, a bunch of white kids would be playing some uh, rollerblade well, hockey. Like we talked about, this movie's confused because it's like we're going to gentrify this neighborhood that's already been gentrified. Right. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I know what little kids like Griff like. Money! Well, yeah. So he pulls out this big wad out of his pocket, just hurls it at these kids. Of course, any kid, I would fucking be leaping for that money. Do you want to hear about the great... Can I go on a three-minute sidebar? <laughs> Why not? This is going to be a two-and-a-half-hour one. Murray, when you were like 11 or 12, did people stop giving you... Did you ever have like big family birthday parties when, for you? No. Because you had a small family. Yeah. My family was still pretty close back uh, when I was growing up, so at like... Nine or ten, uh, people stopped giving me, like, buying me gifts, and they started just giving me cash. And so at ten, you know, uh, March 13th, I go back to school, and I've got my fucking little Socceroo, uh backpack f with, like, $100 into it, and I'm wow. going to school. And I was also friends with some of my brother's friends. And they, uh, we were playing, like, backyard basketball. And w if we know anything, I am Hoops Hegeman. Yeah. And so this is where I got my first gambling experience. This is where it all started. This is where it all started. I bet heavy on myself. And you really I believed in yourself. I believed in myself. I didn't I Pete Rose did. Actually, Pete Rose bet on himself. Yeah. So why why are we angry about that? Uh, well but, if it was to lose, yeah, he could it, No, he bet on himself was the yeah. point. But yeah, if it were to lose, I get that. <laughs> yeah. But if you're betting on yourself to win, it's like a you're doing everything you can to fucking win. This is win. what gambling addicts talk about. Anyway, go on. Uh, So I go and I'm hanging out and I'm betting five bucks at a time. I'm fucking throwing my flip around. I'm trying to win these basketball games. What are you doing? Are you playing 21? Are you playing horse? It, it was like a 21 type situation. Okay. It's two on two, like 21. 
They're letting me do basically whatever I want. I'm kicking people in the dick, and they're like, it doesn't matter. We're taking this kid for five bucks at a time. Well, yeah, you're like four feet tall at this time. Yeah, I'm, yeah, barely skipping four yeah. feet tall. And so I get to school. I've lost $50 the night before, so I've lost half my birthday money gambling it Never with my friends. And I'm showing my flip around still to all the school kids. My teacher found out and, like, told my mom, called her up and said, why is Griff running around with, like, Money. What's not her you. business? What does she fucking care? My teacher? Yeah, your teacher needs to mind their own business. Mind their own business? Okay. But yeah, yeah I just wanted you to know where my gambling started. Yeah. And Sad. I took a t- eighteen year hiatus until I got in scratch offs. Did I tell you I won thirty dollars on a scratch off recently? That's no. how it all begins. Why are you hiding that money on me? You should be buying me a fucking Christmas gift. Ooh. All right. So McDay, the kids, much like Griff, leap on that money and apparently there's a directive you can't run over kids. So RoboCop stops. I think what happened was RoboCop on the way over, the pimp happened to be a big sci- classic sci-fi fan, was listening to Asimov, heard the uh, uh, three laws of robotics. He is a robot himself and realized, oh, I can't harm this human beings. So now we're back at Resistance headquarters. Nico is showing, like, look, I just I just rewired the whole uh, rebel base. Right, Nick, I was about to say sheep, but we don't know. Okay. They, they just uh, adjusted every light. It's automated now. It's There's the '90s, a- setting up a rave. They're trying to make some money by doing having a rave. Well, yeah, they got all. They're the glow in a abandoned building. Glow lights. Lights. They're like you can mix Tide with this other chemical. They got the Molly hook up with the splatter punks. That's right. They got so much Molly from those platter punks. Platter punks. Platter punks. That's that's my favorite animal. The platter punk. The platter punk. So showing off is always because Nico just is, that's that's her way, his way, they way, they way. <laughs> I really like that they way. When the Kuntz shows up, we know he's a cunt, but they don't know he's a cunt. They don't think he's a cunt, but he's right. really a cunt. Everybody is just Kuntz. Where are you, bad man? Glad to have you back here. And then Kuntz pulls out a gun. Well, you'll be happy when I leave here. It's all gonna be over in a few minutes. That's when the rehab troops rappel down into the building, and a big ass fight breaks out. Maria's like, "Where do I go? Ducks, of course, the ducks. That's where the Detroit Ducks. It's alliterative, right?" So she hides. This is the first time Nico doesn't want to go in the docks. Right. Nico is all about these ducks. Living the duck life. You think this Nico would be a duck himself. And Lazarus is like, look, non-discriminate person. You need to go. You're you're the genius. You must survive. We'll get arrested. We'll we'll handle it. No, I want to stay. Right. But eventually does take cover when the fucking gun starts sparking up and everything. <laughs> when violence happens. Like, yeah. I gotta get the fuck out of here. And then, why does she come back? She comes back again. Just to, like, witness some fucking chit-chat between McDaggett and, like, Coons. Right. And it's not even, like, peering around a corner, staying in the shadows, face pressed against the grill, <laughs> yes. full daylight. Like, anybody should have noticed because, of course, Nico, a child running, doesn't have any lung capacity. <sighs> <sighs> Anyone could have heard. Griff missed this. Nico didn't. Bertha gets shot. Has a another awful death scene. Where she I like, at least put it in the notes. She so literally kind of noticed. She literally said, "And now I die." Uh, and then died. And then died. And so everybody's getting killed, including that cunt Kuntz. That's what you get because McDaggett's like, "I'd have to pay this guy if he." Yeah. Somebody says, "Oh shit." Uh, Coons here could be resuscitated. Yeah, but then we would have to pay him. 
So fuck him. So all right, now I think it's down to they have one day left. Uno. So McDaggett goes back to OCP headquarters. He's like, I need reinforcements. We are taking Cadillac Heights out too sweet now. Johnson's like, hey, man, you're out of control. I don't know about this. Yeah. I don't know if this was jo- – Johnson was really pushing them on it. This is where the captain – this is who it's supposed oh, to be. Oh, the sergeant? Yeah, the sergeant. Oh, yeah. I'm I sorry. I got the yeah. name mixed up there. Yeah, okay. So we're not we're, – we're at police headquarters. I thought we were at OCP. Yeah, headquarters. no. We're at police headquarters. Yeah, my We bad. watched this movie days ago, so it's hard to remember. And it was, it's uh, – This movie was literally visual diarrhea. It just went in and out of my no, fucking No, 100%. And that's why it sucks when I <laughs> fuck the notes up like I did here. I remember this scene, though, because they are in – Police, Detroit okay. police. So this is where McDaggett's trying to conscript the cops to be rehab troops, right? Like, to get rid of because remember Johnson's okay. plan was we're gonna re you just re uh, recruit, recruit the cops. recruit the cops and make them be rehab. So this is him coming to police headquarters to say you guys are rehab center cops now. Sarge is like I'm not gonna shoot unarmed citizens. That's not how what we do. We're cops, and he's like, well, how about your pension? You're 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 two weeks. You're gonna retire like every cop. And he's like, fuck that. He pulls his fucking shield off. He goes, he actually looks in the mirror and gives himself his gun and badge. That's, That's right. how much it meant to this guy. That's right. And all the cops follow him. They're like, fuck this shit. Fuck you, Johnson. Fuck this shit. Fuck so this McDag shit. is like, what are we going to do? First, he spots that transvestite black guy with the lollipop. He's like, he's too weird. I can't get into his scene. Yeah. Then he sees a splatter punk. He's like, that kid I can work with. Right. White. Spiked hair, (laughs) bullet belt. Right. Punk rock kids, the most dangerous people on the planet. Right. Like, I need a killer. I like that. I like that. You see what you just said there? We're we're in this whole, we're in this whole, some people are in a whole arms race where it's like drag show queens are out to kill American society. Also, this white kid, he's violent as fuck. Let's get him recruited here. Right. He saw the the uh, incel energy that was coming off this kid. It's like, I could work with that. That's right. Kid, do you want a job? Hey, I'll do anything for money. Uh, Will you murder innocent civilians? Are you going to pay me was literally what I yeah, just Yeah, I mean, the you. hardest part was he's like, Wait. Are, are they black? And he's like, no, sorry, they're not. And he's like, I got to think about it. Okay, let me, let me think about it. Are they POCs at all? Are they small children? Some will be. I'm with it. Are they uptight <clears throat> women who won't give me any? There are a few of those, yeah. Oh, I'm ready to fight. So he's like, you just got to tell something. Small children and women don't put out. I'm ready to die for this cause. All right. Now we. They, this is where we finally get a scene that we got in the first, brilliantly in the first RoboCop, the, like, ads the like satirical ads of you know, what we're what, right. what the world we're living in so we see it, it's really out of place this late in the movie i was like why are they doing it now right we needed more of this but again we did learn about how they want to rehab the splatterpunks into soldiers okay. essentially so we get a commercial we get a it. cartoon of a character named johnny rehab who apparently every kid loves he, he literally had a dick chin See that? They drew it. It stuck out like a penis, and it had a head like a dick on mm-hmm. it. I'm sure that was meant. That was on purpose. And it's like they had to slip something in under under the PG-13 radar. Because, like you said, people want to see dicks in movies. Murray, people just want to see some genitalia, dangling dongs, dang, alliterative again, <laughs> yeah. dangling dongs. People love alliteration. Yeah. 
And so, and yeah, it's a commercial for a toy Johnny Rehab. And then we go to the news guy, who was another guy who was in all the fucking RoboCop movies. I don't forget his name. Casey Wong. I don't forget his name, but I forgot his name. It was Casey Wong. Casey Wong. He didn't forget his name. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I could be making that up for all you know. You're not going to look at IMDb. That's true. I will never do so, that. So, and he's like putting this... Him and this woman are telling a story about RoboCop killed nuns. He is rogue cop. And she's like, as, as soon as the commercial goes, she's like, this is bullshit. RoboCop would not kill nuns. I'm getting the fuck out of here. We can see Casey's a total sellout. He's just like, I don't give a fuck. I'll say whatever you tell me to say as long as you pay me. All right. Nico, of course, has snuck into OCP headquarters. Yeah. Uh, and this is where Marie- Apparently they have a TV studio inside OCP headquarters. Oh, this is the other thing that they keep. They keep the goddamn control panel on the fucking 8x8 air duct system. <laughs> so Nico gets in the air duct system. Why is there a control panel in an air duct? I don't know. Last oh. place you'd look. Last place you'd look. Remember when we did that movie, Run, Hide, Fight? Yeah. And you were like, the air duct system actually works. It collapses for a girl that weighs oh, 120 yeah. pounds. Well, yeah. And you were like, that's so good to see. <laughs> but then also in that movie, we saw that girl drag a deer by herself. Yeah. Guys, we did a movie called Run, Hide, Fight. <laughs> yeah. Go listen to it. Yeah. It's, I almost said a bad word. It is a very dumb movie. Um. So anyways, yeah, Nico sneaks in. All the control panel. He just hacks into it with his little Fisher-Price computer. Do you remember that episode where Meatwad had a computer and Aqua Teen Hunger Force? It's the same computer <laughs> this fucking prodigy has here. It was a computer. It was the same transmitter that lumpy Chewbacca's son used. <laughs> and, he's using the, and he's using the same YouTube clip with Harvey Korman on That's it. That's right. Harvey Korman. Jesus Christ. So he's taking over camera feeds and everything. He sees that Marie's being... They put Marie in a janitor's closet. A janitor's closet? Okay, so OCP has a fucking TV studio, but they don't have a room. They can just lock someone up. Murray, you know what was happening here? No. The casting closet, also alertive. Uh, Yeah, this was... They were going to try to shoot some pornography. Because, of course, this is 2020X, so it's it's the age of pornography. Yeah, it explains the cameras. Yeah, free pornography age, so that would explain... Get a more high-def camera, because that black and white shit don't work for me. You didn't like the whole, like... Were they going for a thing with that? I thought they were going for, like, kind of a horror, uh, you know, like... Blair Witch? Blair Witch, thank you. I was trying to think of that one. I couldn't. But, yeah, Blair... I think they were going for a Blair Witch meets, uh, you know... Come shot thing. Okay. Okay. So Nico like taps in. Uh, apparently, you can communicate through these security cameras too because he starts talking to uh, Lazarus. Meanwhile, everyone at Cadillac Heights is getting ready. They somehow they heard that like rehab. I guess they said it's a, the final day, so they assume that they're going to come. Okay. So they're waiting, and then the cops show up, and they're ready to kill these cops. But no, it's the good cops. Uh. There's always some good cops out there. And that's why we have to love our police force. It's a sergeant. I don't remember his name. And he's like, you know what? Even though I quit my job, I'm deputizing all of you guys. You can now murder somebody and your hands are tied. You just got to do the, do, the, do the X. Your hands are tied. Somebody throws him a shotgun and he goes, time to kick ass like real cops. That's really eerie considering what happens. I know that it's supposed to be a badass line, but it's like that's fucking creepy as shit, dude. So RoboCop is at the secret headquarters. This is the Sparks factory that he was repaired in. Yes, and 
Atomo shows up and we get the worst fight scene I think has ever appeared on Golden Globus Theater. It's impressive. A John D. Hart's fight scenes are better yes. than this scene. This infuriated me. It's incredibly impressive that this movie has made it this long, but it is so frustrating. There's so much weird shit. Of course, we're going to have too much fun with it. And of course, you have to hear my gambling history. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. Yeah. I won't talk about my recent weeks. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we've got the, we already know, and RoboCop is in modern fighting games now. They put him as downloadable content. Into is like, he as slow as he is in this Into fight like Mortal Kombat games. I can't remember which one. He's in one of them. And it's like, how the fuck do you put up? Does he have turtle physics in that game? Is he super slow with like powerful guns or something? I really it was want- like in the Flash comics, there was a villain that was called like the Turtle, I think, and his whole thing was he was so slow, he would f- he would f- like fake out the Flash, rabbit in the hair type situation. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So I think that's that playing on for. that fable and all that. Yeah. So here we go. We got the super set fast, amazing robot. Is like- he super fast, or just compared to RoboCop, he comes off super fast? I mean, he beat the fuck out of those humans. Well, they were just the middle-aged auto workers for fuck's sake. I mean, sake. they were fat, sloppy jobbers, but <laughs> yeah. still. So, I don't understand how RoboCop is supposed to stand a fight because he is saying he doesn't. He stands. Well, he just doesn't fight. He stands his own ground, and he's just like, "Creep, please put your gun away. Put your firearm away." He didn't have a gun. He yeah, I know. Firearm. Yeah, I meant to say firearm because he pulls a sword at him. Right. And he's jumping around him. No, it's not. You're making it sound more exciting than it is. He literally, Laurel Cop's in the middle. He runs toward him, flips, slices, lands. Flip, slices, slice, lands. Yeah. Stop that. Robo, he, 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 does he cut RoboCop's gun first? Doesn't he cut RoboCop's he gun? He cuts off his gun arm, yeah. Well, his like, shooting hand. Well, he cuts his gun, I thought. He didn't have the gun on. Oh, but he cuts RoboCop's fingers off first. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah, he does do finger by finger. Or, well, no, he just slices them all. Off. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. And right. then he, sli- thankfully, he slices the exact place Robocop, if you're going to slice Robocop's arm off, you'd want it to be right at his wrist, right where that attachment for the machine gun just so happens and to be. And it just doesn't happen to cut any of the ports that he needs plugged plug no, into. nothing. Nothing important. Exactly. And then he... And then... He knocks RoboCop on his ass. RoboCop's done for. But no, RoboCop, thankfully, had his machine gun hand laying right there. Right. So he attaches fucking Ultimo just stands there watching him attach the fucking machine gun. Uh, what you got there? And then he just shoots his head off. What did I tell you? I said this is the epitome of a fight where the guy is just getting his ass beat the whole time and then the the like the assailant goes in for the final blow and trips on a stick and punctures himself and dies. Yeah. That's all this fight is. RoboCop stumbles his way into a victory. He fails upwards, very much like our CEO, like Feck, like Johnson. Do you think there's some kind of message here? For this movie, no. Oh, yeah, you're right. No. Meanwhile, the punks have shown up at Cadillac Heights. This shit's about to go off. It's going to get lit, as the kids say. That is what the kids say. It's true. I've seen a TikTok. CEO... He's look, he is like, pull the plug on this shit. I can't, this, I don't know how I can fucking cover this shit up. McDaggett's like, fuck you, pulls the gun on the CEO. I, we're going to do it my way. Or, the 375 Highway. That's a Detroit reference. Okay. Okay. 
Well, then it couldn't have been in the movie because they have never been to Detroit. So. Well, that's also true. So the map. Nico is it's still in OCP uh, air ducts talking with a Marie. It's like, look, you need to get the message out. For some reason, people are going to believe you, this woman no one knows. Nobody fucking knows her. You're the face of science today. Nobody knows her. But this is the future where people respect women scientists. Beautiful. 93, nobody would have fucked. Beautiful women scientists. Right. Well, yeah, she did, what... she did take her glasses off. And I said, oh, my God, that woman's beautiful. And take her hair out of well, a bonnet. Of course, yeah. And then. Shake it. Shake it. And so. Sedaris got one thing right. She starts talking into a security camera. And Nico is like. Hacked into every single TV fucking channel in Detroit. They, uh, yeah, he knows his way around computers. Uh, again, we just mix the gender every fucking. <laughs> he knows. So do they. Of, so yeah, we're not exactly. Out of place, exactly. So. Everybody. We are not mixing the gender on purpose. They did this. We're being as respectful as we could possibly be. Right at this point in this movie, they refer to Nico as he. So he has abducted a uh, 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 pirate radio. Uh, pirate broadcast, yeah. and that's just a thing that happened. I mean, ne- Max Hedrum. <laughs> yes, exactly. Max Hedrum. That's it. So look uh, it up, bitches. <laughs> Max Hedrum was fucking hot as shit or mid late eighties. Had a TV show for fuck's sake. Uh, that wouldn't be from a commercial to a TV show, which even the Geico cavemen couldn't do. That's right, and they got a TV show yeah, and a did. commercial. All right, so now people are waking up. Because they see it on TV. We see it on TV. You got to believe it. So they're like, oh, my God. These ICP guys. ICP guys. <laughs> Murray just hit on the best Detroit <laughs> slip of the tongue in the world. OCP guys are bad. I don't like them anymore. Meanwhile, RoboCop is taking care of Atomo. I must get to. Can I make one connection real quick? Okay. OCP. ICE. Okay. That's it. Right. You know, Stew on that for a while, people. Stew on that. So RoboCop notices that jetpack. We're finally going to get that fucking payoff. They've been teasing all moving along. It's the most boring pay- This is the boring... Never mind. Re- yeah, finish. we got to get this through. Let's we got two paragraphs. This is too finished. So the rehab, they're bringing in the tanks, but RoboCop in all his green screen glory flies in. Fuck. They did. They were bored with this movie at this point. Mm. They're like, "Come on, let's finish it. One tank, one fucking tank to rule them all." You know, there could have been a big message here because, of course, we're funding police so much. This is why ACAB exists and defund the police because our police forces are gonna fucking tanks nowadays. They get one tank, and just so fucking have. I don't know the words I'm looking for. Just so happens that Robocop swarms in, swoops in. Drops a goddamn nuke out of his crotch hole, blows up the tank, half of Detroit, but it's okay because that yeah. tank's gone. Right. And then that stops the fighting. And apparently, I guess the, the I guess the uh, Cadillac Heights defense will be there standing their ground because you can fire upon police now and it's not an, not an illegal offense. You get your house back because they did it and the, the time ran out. They ran the clock out. They, unlike the Lions, they know how to use the clock. <laughs> They they exhausted every time out. They figured it all out. They worked it all out. They had great time management. Yeah. And so it's like, They okay, ran out of bounds when they had to. We call this game. But then they go to official review. Right. 
Okay, what we're so going to see next week when the Lions play the goddamn Packers. So, yeah. So, Cadillac Heights is safe for now. McDaggett is at OCP headquarters, and he's got his Kinjitash Shakes out, and we learn what it is. It's like a fucking dirty bomb. Yeah, he is talked about a little bit. He's like, oh, no, this is plan B from outer space. I'm not going right. to use this unless I have to. I'm going to fucking kill myself along with everyone else. That's right. his plan. Uh, apparently what we learned is this bomb only can blow up a building. It can No, it, he even says it can only, only blow up 20 yards away. It's okay. that precise. Okay. Even though it does, and it, blow, it does blow a building up. Well, he is a marketeer, and this And all I got to say marketing. is jet fuel cannot burn those girders in OCP. Everybody, right. we have to censor that part of this episode because, <laughs> shit, man, that's too close to... Uh, never mind. Go on. All right, so uh, he's... Set the bomb. Fucking CEO is like, oh, my God, the stocks are in the toilet. What are we going to do? And then fucking Daggett's full fucking jihad mode right now, <laughs> which draws RoboCop to him. Right. Uh, is this when they're back in the building at yes. this point? Okay. So everybody has showed up to the building, uh, as far as we know. RoboCop flies in the fucking window. Perfect. And he's seeing, obviously, he's been looking for Paul. We know this, McDaggart. And he wants to get him. He doesn't even know about CEO. Again, this is kind of interesting what they're doing here. Squirrely, makes... squirrely CEO gets away with everything. Yeah. And the fucking guy who put his face in front of everything, he's going to be the guy that gets taken down. He's the fall guy, right? Yeah, the fall guy. That's, what, that's, how, that's how business works. Exactly. That's, that's, that's called doing a Trump. That's called doing a Trump. So, yes. Yeah, so, and for some reason, McDaggett trusts, still trusts CEO. Right. But CEO, he, he arms the bomb, or does he? Because this, this, oh my God. Not CEO. McDaggart. McDaggart. McD- this ending is so fucking dumb. Okay. All right. So he's right, like, right. this is pl- no, f- this isn't plan B. The bomb is plan C. The plan is, yeah. The, plan, the bomb is- plan B is when RoboCop shows up. Yep. Atomo shows up. And we're like, didn't he just get rid of Atomo? We saw him. We've seen RoboCop covered in soot and everything. But we're seeing Atomo and he's beautiful. Still got his glasses in full shape. And then another Atomo shows up. There's more than one Atomo. Another Atomo? What happens? How does, how, what what happens to cause the one's face to fuck up? Because one's face gets like that was just a fucking like uh it, it was just Robocop a, shoot him or something? No, I thought it was just a technique to freak him the fuck out. I don't know I, I because think, it was like seeing a ghost from his past. I mean, the only reason I think was you could tell him apart because so there's one we, that has a fucked did up. Did we face. even bring up the fact that he blew up his face with a Roman candle? I don't think we did. I thought he just shot him in the face. Yeah, he shot him in the face, but it was like a firework effect. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful, and his head literally exploded off his body. Yeah. And now we're seeing him, and that's why his jaw is fucked up. No, this is a different one. This is a different one. There's more. There's multiple automos. Then I don't fucking know what's going on with his automo. I I think something happened that we forgot, but who cares? Because we're at the end. So I think the only reason was you could tell him apart. You had one that had a fucked up face and one that had a normal face. Right. So they were going to do their move where they just, they just leap back and forth Flat, and yep. slice that RoboCop. That's all you got to do. But no, our master hacker, he, she, him, it, they pulls out the speaking spell. I can hack into anything because apparently the Automo's running Wi-Fi or some shit. So she can hack into him. Yep. Takes over one of the Automos. That's right. They fight each other and chop each other's heads off. Just so happens, coordinated perfectly. Uh, the the timing that she had, it was just like me placing great live bat. Fucking hits it on the dime. Kills the guy. Bangs a cool $100 on the fucking We thing. just heard, like literally two minutes earlier, he had set the bomb 
up to blow up. But no, apparently it's triggered to the Atomos. When the Atomos die, that sets the bomb to go it off. It was a safety trigger in the Atomobots that McTaggart has, ba- ba- McTaggart has barely been working with so fucking hand and fist. Hand and fist. Hand and glove with where it's like they have this super nuclear bomb that only works in 20 yards. Only, uh, yeah, that's the blast zone, it's 20 just, yards. It's so fucking stupid. So he's like, you idiots! Now you just set off the bomb. Like, and like, like, so it's at 20 seconds to go now. So fucking, Big Dad gets full kamikaze mode. He's like, we're all going to fucking die. Right. And Robocop, out of commission. We saw him get fucked up. He's, yeah, yeah but meaning, no he, way meaning he, can... he got pushed over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, he's full fight. No, no, yeah. you're right. It's just so <laughs> stupid because that's it. He's going, hey, please don't. I don't know about this. I think you should reconsider. But he's gone full fucking turn. And then he goes, go, go, gadget, fucking kickstand. And he flips over. They put it in his elbows. Not his back where he needs it, but his elbows. He's still got the jetpack on. So he says, he flies off. He incinerates the fucking legs of uh, McDaggett. So McDaggett can't run now. So McDaggett right. just falls over. Grabs uh, Nico and uh, Marie, Marie. Flies out. Right out the window. Just in time. OCP. Uh, you know, a surgical precision bomb just blows up that room. Boom. Oh. Our hero wins. Now we're back at Cadillac Heights. They're cleaning the streets up. Apparently, they ran out the clock, so nobody's going to go to jail. No one's going to lose their home. Everybody, Monday morning quarterbacks are questioning, <laughs> well, did they really win this game or did they lose that game? CEO and Kenamitsu show up in a, a, a limo. Kanemitsu goes, you're fired, and fires fucking CEO. CEO walks. CEO laughs because he's going to walk away with a fucking $100 million golden parachute because he didn't give a shit. Well, he got the classic CEO payoff. Right. Hey, you did a horrible fucking job. Here's a nine-figure fucking separation fee. Right. RoboCop has now a broom attached to his fucking arm. He's sweeping shit off. It's beautiful. The hydraulics and that fucking, you know... Kanemitsu walks up to him. I guess this this is why he he's gonna cover his ass because he's just like, yeah. I mean, he's not saying this. He's thinking this. He's like, yeah. I was the guy behind all of this shit to get rid of. He said, I by any means necessary, make it happen. I wanted you dead so bad. I sent my ninja bots after everything. I needed you dead. I respect you now, RoboCop. So I'm gonna give you the ultimate respect a Japanese man can give to another man, and he bows. That's right. And then he's like, oh no. Now, I, technically, I own you because I own IC, OCP. CEO was saying this. Can I call you Murphy? No, creep. You can call me RoboCop. My friends call me Murphy. You call me RoboCop. And that killed the RoboCop franchise. Mercifully, I should say. There was no four. No, as far as I know. As four as you know. Um... <laughs> God damn, I'm so glad that ended with three because it was just like two. I didn't hate it, but it was bad. Yeah. And then he did three. By the way, Frank Miller was also involved with this one. He, I, there's, I know Frank Miller was somehow involved. There's differing things. Some people say he wrote the screenplay. Some people say he just wrote the story and they they wrote the screenplay off. That's what I believe. Cause I, I've, no, I've seen too many Shane Black movies. You know, that's a Shane Black script. Even, Those fucking even though, horrible one line. I feel like, because uh, 
what were two two of the Frank Miller big comics? Batman Returns and then Batman Dark Strikes Returns, Again. Dark Knight Returns. That was his big one. That was the big one. And That's that the one the that second. got him this job. And that well, was he the, did Sin City, but nobody nobody cared about. Sin I know, City but he did the. I thought he did a sequel to Dark Knight Returns. He did, but that was years years later. Oh, it was. That was like, like the early 2000s. I felt like that had that vibe to it, though, where there was like a kid in there who was a hacker and everything. Like I thought that was a Frank Miller beat. He used. I, a lot of this was uh, in part three was used from his two script, like oh, so because there was a kid, there also was a genius kid in the second one. Remember, he was a drug I thought, dealer. Yeah, that's what I thought. So it, I whatever thought it was, was it, let's put it this way: Frank Miller, you sucked. No, Frank Miller definitely fucking hit hard on that one Batman comic because yeah. I grew up thinking Frank Miller's fucking amazing to the point where he ruined Batman. Batman has been an asshole for the past thirty years thanks to that one story, right? And then there was Sin City, which I thought was fucking great. Yeah. I went out and collected a bunch of the single issues because I, I love that. I mean, Sin I'm a City big... was fine. It's just uh, let's just extend this episode. Even oh longer. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's just he's been hey co-host. people. He's, he's we been... did the movie. People yeah, can right, shut it off right. now. Well, they want to hear next week's preview, which I'm just going to make up as we're talking. I'm thinking about a movie. Um, he uh, he's been coasting on his reputation for the past 25 oh, years. Definitely, but I mean, and I his wanna... art is fucking trash right now. I uh, know. His art was always trash, but I will go ahead and his throw... Da- oh, you know what? It, his Daredevil run is what you're thinking of. And that was his Daredevil and Dark Knight Returns. His Daredevil was definitely trash, like art-wise. But I always thought his art... I'm just was- saying what you were talking about, what what was he known for before? Oh, Daredevil. Oh, that was his first big thing, and then Dark Knight Returns. Okay. I was going into just like, you know, obviously that story was kind of cool for the Dark Knight Returns and everything, or whichever one that was. But yeah, his art was bad. But it was also reminds me a lot of Magnola or Mignola. I don't know how Mike Magnola. Yeah, I don't know either. I'd say Magnola. I, I say Magnola every time. Yeah. But they both have that kind of same art style. Where yet, it's blocky. It's and very kinda, simple. Yet for some reason they can't do it. They can't draw. They anymore. can't do it. I know. They just farm it out to other people now. Now they're farming it out a hundred percent, and it makes me feel kind of bad for still buying it. But at the same time, I still like them. Yeah. Anyway, let's finish this up. Yeah, Griff. Riff. Riff, we're gonna. I'm gonna riff with Griff for a second. Can we just review the Lions game next? No, week? no. Let's just no, do that. Let's no, meet up on Sunday. No, Let's review the no. Lions game. That'll be our. Yeah, that's gonna. Time. That's gonna get asses and seats. <laughs> so, um, what we're gonna do, Griff, is a movie I've never yeah. seen before, and I'm pretty sure you have never seen it before either. But people rave about this fucking movie and say it's one of the quintessential. 80s slash 90s action movies. I want to tell you now, we're going to do a Terminator ripoff soon. Fine. But what we're going to do, because I think this, I'm interested to see what people think about what we think about it, because I think it's going to be a Top Gun situation. Oh, boy. We're going to do Roadhouse. No. Have you seen it? I know Roadhouse back and forth. All right. We're going to do Roadhouse. I've never seen it before. Do we have a guess for this? No, we do not have a guess for this. You probably should put that out for our uh, audience. Someone's going to want to do Roadhouse with us. I don't know. It's a big movie. I know it's a big movie. Ask around. We're doing Roadhouse next week. See See you then. Keep it warm.